Hey strangers, welcome to another episode of the Strain Sessions. I'm Krista, always sidekick to Kurt. <laughs> We're here in a, a nice, cool, like it's maybe actually, 60 degree studio. Yeah, when I drove here this morning, when I left town, it was 58 degrees, which is so nice. <sighs> the heat wave finally broke. It was like heat indexes of yeah. like indices of like 100 yeah, here it was, for like the last been, month. It's been nuts. It's been crazy. Yep. <laughs> So I looked at that bingo thing you posted again. Yeah. And I for, I, I just forgot how funny that is. And yeah. I'm like, we say almost every single one of these in every episode. And I like here that we she's are talking about, talking about a, the weather. Talking about making another one. Oh, really? She yeah. should. Because I'm yep. sure we have new things that yeah. we've added to our regular R- repertoire. repertoire of <laughs> odd things that we say every episode. So what else is new? Neither of us are real healthy Chipper today. today? Yeah. Just lack of sleep. Probably. We're both lacking sleep. The last couple days have been rough. Uh, my friend Nikki that listens to the podcast, hi Nikki. Hi Nikki. Uh, was in town yesterday, so we met for lunch and I, I told her, I said, driving there, I literally felt like I was drunk driving because everything was just kind of swimming mm. and it's exactly how I feel when I'm drunk. So I don't know what it was. You know, Corey thinks it's my blood sugar it could level. be a combination. Dr. Chris. Or it could be my sleep because I have a yeah. new I have a new Fitbit. I bought a new Fitbit two weeks ago and it's monitoring my sleep, which is I think one day since I got it, I hit six hours. Otherwise mm. it's like five hours, four and a half, five and a half. So my sleep sucks. Six hours is a good night for me. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I could sleep like nine oh, hours. God. No problem. I don't think I've ever slept nine hours. Oh god, I have. That's Back crazy. when I was younger. When somebody says they slept until 9 a.m., I'm like, were you dead? Like, how does yeah. that work? <laughs> yep. I'm wide awake at 5 a.m. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have Sometimes friends, earlier. I have friends that legitimately get worried about me if they text me at 7.30 in the morning and I don't text back awake. right away. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that's what's causing it. I don't think it's COVID. No, lack of sleep can have a serious like impact on your body yeah. and your cognition and everything. Yeah. So. So I don't know why I don't feel good. Sorry to start on such a downer. <laughs> uh, we're, we were going to draw a tarot card. What was it going to be about? Oh, my dream. Oh, your I dream. Had. Let's talk so about I your dream. So I was telling when Krista picked me up at the park and ride, um, we were talking about our dreams. And I told her that last night, and I wasn't going to talk about this on the podcast, but we said maybe I should because it's, it's definitely it's podcast weird. material. Yeah. But last night I slept on and off and I woke up to pee like around two o'clock in the morning. And uh, thanks for the information. Hey, that's what that's. I'm I'm an open I'm book. Open. I'm an open book. Yep. And uh, went back to bed, and then I struggled to get back to sleep. But I finally did fall asleep, and then I had this weird dream, and I only remember bits and pieces of it. But I was in this like cottage type house, and there was something to do with a little girl and a yellow shower curtain. Which Krista, when I told Krista that, she's right like, away, I'm like well, I already don't like this. <laughs> And it was, I don't remember what it was about, but then there was a point in the dream where I was out on the front porch of the cottage house thing I was in, and I heard somebody on the porch say, are you done trying to fight me yet? Where does the nun come into it? And that was a nun. It was a nun who said that to you? Because it was a devil. It was like a devil thing. There was like all this devil stuff going on. It was something to do with the devil. To me, it seems like the nun was actually facing who was talking to you. No. The nun was talking. No, was the nun the was talking to me. Oh, that's creepy. But there's something to do with the devil. And but she had I, her back to you. Yes, Ugh. I heard. I heard. Are you done trying to fight me yet? Nope. And I looked, and there was a nun on the porch with me, and she Ooh. had her back to me, and she turned around, and I don't remember what her face looked like. It's probably good. And you blocked it out. I, I then I told Krista. I said I don't remember the rest of the dream, 
but I don't know if this was part of the dream or a waking dream or what this was, but at when I got done dreaming that, I woke up and I was looking at the side of my bed when I woke up and there was a shadow, a figure of a shadow there. And when I looked at it, it just went zooming backwards away from the bed. Was it, could you tell if it was facing you? or It was, was it, facing me originally. So it zoomed backwards? It just, instead, it didn't turn around. It just <sighs> zoomed like backwards, like it was standing and then it just zoomed <laughs> so backwards creepy. like into the closet area. Ugh. And I don't know if that was a dream because I've had nothing weird happen in this apartment. That's good. Ever since I moved in have there. Have you had weird dreams though? No. No? But okay. Like I told Krista, when I have dreams like this with the nun that was supposedly the devil saying, are you done it's not scary in the yet. moment. It's not scary in the moment. It's like, I'm super creeped it's out. It's like, uh, sorry to my friend Carly who yells at me every time I bring this up, but it was like when the old guy <laughs> crawled out of my bathroom yeah. with the arched back. Yeah. It was like, everybody thinks you should have been so, that I should have been so freaked you out. You should have been. But I wasn't. I was just like huh. stunned. Were you just like, huh? I was like, that was weird. <laughs> like, I don't, and my dreams are like that. Like, I've never had a legitimate nightmare. I would have where... immediately checked into a hotel. <laughs> like, there's a 0% <laughs> chance I would have yeah. slept there. But there had so much had happened in that apartment by then. It was kind of par for the course with mm. the scratches in the shower. Right. The handprints on the mirror. So it was, but like, like I said, my dreams are never scary. But that was just like a major, huh? And I woke up in that shadow thing, like zoomed back into the back of the closet or whatever. So yeah. Okay. So, so Chris is going to draw yeah, a card to see what I've that dream means. I've been shuffling as you've been talking, and yeah. So here, what is it? The fool. The fool. Oh, <laughs> this is actually not a bad thing. It's got a cute little picture of yeah, a, a little chick. A little chick. It's about spontaneity and innocence. Oh. So the fool is ready to fly. His young wings ache for flight, and with a single step, he leaves behind the comfort of the nest to begin the journey through the major arcana. Is he ready? Will he fall? This is a card about beginnings. It points to the side of you that is spontaneous. (laughs) (laughs) It's apparently never met me. (laughs) Excited, naive, and inexperienced. Others may doubt your abilities. Be ready to be called the fool. Be ready to fall. No matter what people say about you, this is your journey, and it's already begun. Wow. That totally kind of does fit with me. But doesn't really fit the dream. It doesn't fit the dream, but that's very pertinent to me right now, I feel. The key thing about your dream to me is the, are you done fighting me? Yeah. Like... And Krista asked me on the drive here, are you fighting the devil, and I just don't know (laughs) about it? You didn't tell me. And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think I am. (laughs) You know, so it was weird. It's probably a metaphor but for something But maybe else. now that you mention it, maybe she wasn't saying that, the nun wasn't saying that to me. Maybe she was saying it to something else. Maybe she was saying maybe it to whatever was... Maybe she was, was saying by, it to the devil. Maybe she was saying it to whatever was by my bed, if well, something what, what was. What gave you the devil feel? <laughs> Just, I don't <laughs> remember, but there was other satanic, devilish stuff going on in the dream. Okay, but you don't remember the specifics No, I don't it? remember the specifics of it, and it, that really bothers me because there like I remember... There were like pentagrams all over the I, There might have been because I seem to remember there something like something, symbolism. Yeah. But then there was this girl, this little girl, and a shower that had a yellow shower curtain. Hmm. And Maybe, maybe I, the color yellow is significant I don't know. for some reason. I don't know, but it was weird. So Someone we just, should Google that. We said we would talk about that on the podcast because it was kind of bizarre. Uh, it was creepy. But it was it's not it was, just bizarre. That's creepy. It's one of those things that's creepy when you say it, but then when yeah. I dreamt it, it wasn't really creepy. Well, I'm glad in the like, moment it didn't scare no, you. No, no. But it's bizarre. So was if it? anybody has any theories about what the, the nun thing on the porch saying that means. Or the yellow curtain. Or the yellow curtain and the girl. I don't know. Hmm. It's just weird. Like, I, I, 
have been going, I go through periods where I remember my dreams mm. and then for a long time I don't remember them. And right now I'm in a period where I'm remembering my dreams a lot. I, because I have such horrible sleep patterns, I know I've slept if I can remember a dream. That's like how I gauge, did I sleep? I never thought of that that way. Yeah. Because then I must so have I dream every deep night. asleep when I f- did go back to, mm-hmm. to bed after peeing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it bluntly I don't know I don't yeah. know how else to put it I have multiple dreams a night but if anybody has any insight as to what that means let me know yeah let's analyze Kurt but we want to give shout outs to our newest strangers and those are I think it's Mikkel or Michael M-I-K-E-Y-L I think that's really I'd say Michael I think that's really cool I yeah. like that spelling Michael Lee Aaron Tackett Holly Lorraine Oldham Brittany Gorsigner Jenny Wade Hunter Lear Pinecone Bleak March, which is a cool name if that's not a real name. Mm-hmm. I don't I like that. Pinecone. Amber Bridges, Marianne Vatstrup Nielsen, Jody Basterash, Brian Varvel, Crystal Basterash, and Lisa Circus. Hi, Lisa. Lisa, um, my BFF Miranda that I talk about a lot, That uh, Lisa's her aunt. Mm. And when all the COVID stuff started happening, I was training Lisa on my machine at oh, work really? on the weekends. So we were working together. Like all weekend, you know, and she was a Stephen King fan too. So we, you know, talked about Stephen King a little bit, but I didn't know she was into this stuff. And then one day she listened to one of our, she messaged me. She's like, I listened to your podcast and she's been listening ever since. Hmm. So she really likes it. So I think that's awesome. So thank you so much, Lisa. I feel like if you're into Stephen King, you at least lean this way a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But I gave her the Dark Tower books to read. Oh, so good. I know. So welcome aboard, Lisa. Happy to have you. And welcome to the rest of the strangers. So thank you guys so much for joining. Mm -hmm. And do we have any housekeeping? I don't think so. I feel like I can tell that I'm subdued today, that I'm kind of like, You're way less... um, Animated? Sure. You didn't bring up a banana hammock or (laughs) anything this episode. I didn't. Uh, It's it's early. We're only 10 minutes in. (laughs) But I don't think we really have any housekeeping. I can't think of any. You guys knocked it out of the park with these stories, with yeah. giving us stories. We usually have to beg. And yeah. And all of a sudden, they just started all flooding in. So thank you guys so much for all of these stories. Mm-hmm. They, they're all amazing. So thank you. And we got a postcard from Heather. We did get a postcard from Heather. But we don't know what Heather. We're not sure what Heather that but is. But thank you, Heather. Yes. Thank you, Heather. Um, I can't think of anything else. Yesterday was a big, big, a big, big, or was it the day before? A Bigfoot day. On, yeah. on the the Stranger's yep. Facebook everybody page, everybody was, was posting. posting. I said, Bigfoot it feels like stuff. my birthday. This is awesome. Yep. I gotta, I gotta, yeah, I can't really think of any housekeeping, so we can move on to the okay. taste test. I can't think of it. This taste test that's been sitting on this table for like a year. This has been sitting in the studio for months? At least a year. No. I mean, when is Sophie's birthday? Didn't no. you say Sophie and Adam brought that? I, no, they didn't bring it. I think oh, they, they sent, sent it to it. us? Okay. I think they did. I'm not oh, no. 100% sure. I feel like if they brought it with them when they were here, we would have well, tried oh, yeah. it then. I, okay. We, I think they sent... I don't... I think... That's right, because Adam asked for our address at one point. Yeah, and, and they I sent think us they something. sent us these jubes. Can you read that? Jube. It's weird. Oh. It's fun to actually play with and squeeze, because it's just like this <laughs> bag of gel and like jelly. Coconut gel. Cubes. I hope you like coconut. I love coconut. Okay. Um... It is a fibrous, cholesterol-free, and delicious dessert. Spend hours of fun (laughs) (laughs) munching these chewy, juicy cubes or mix it with cocktails and other desserts to create your own, your very own treats. This lychee, is that how you say it? 
I think lychee. Flavored jubes is for those who prefer cool and refreshing taste. Or lychee. I don't know. Lychee? I know I love the I flavor know. of whatever it's called. It's cholesterol-free, Kurt. It's always No fun. preservative. I could see that being good in drinks and cocktails. You, so I have to open this, right? Yeah. It's like a liquid. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't put it by your shirt. I'm moving the microphone. Leach some juice. <laughs> Leak some lychee. Oh, come on. Some jube juice. Do you want my scissors? Oh, I don't have a scissors. <gasps> you didn't bring your baby, I have a knife. Baby multi-tool? No, I lost it. You lost it? Yep. How am I supposed to open stuff? I have a knife if you want to use the... Well, I, I think I'm going to be wearing this shortly. Don't worry. We need to invest in scissors. <laughs> we just have a pair of scissors here. <laughs> I'm like really struggling with this. <laughs> it's very juicy. Don't squeeze it. Whatever you do. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> I'm doing three. All right. I hope I like it. <laughs> yeah, me too. Did you take a picture of it on the, oh, on the spoon? I didn't even take a picture of the bag. I'm off my game today. We are both off our game today. We apologize. So I'll come out in editing. Uh-huh. Jubes. Okay. Wow, this was expensive. Is it? How much is it? Eight sixty nine. Holy moly. I know. Thank you, whoever sent this to us. Okay, you ready? Ready. Mmm. This is not good. That is not the consistency. <gasps> I thought they were going to be like really soft and easy to chew. And they're like, God, I hope they're not like they didn't go bad. Ugh. Best before November 21st, 2020. Oh, we're okay. I mean, I don't like them, but I, <laughs> I think we're okay. You know, it has a, cons- you know, the fruit cocktail you get in cups. It has a consistency with like when you get a stale pear yes. or something. But it's like, it, you can't bite through it. It's weird. I yeah. spit mine out. Did you? <laughs> I did. I'm going to throw this away. I swallowed mine. I'm going to have some more. But it, that's, it's a consistency of like when you get eat mixed a cup of mixed fruit and there's like a bad pear I had or a something. pear flavor too. Yeah. Which is weird. Oh, he just ate like six of them. And then he's making this face. Why would you do that? I can't get over the how. That first bite is weird yeah. because you're expecting them to be soft like a pear, but they're like not. No, they're like. I can't really even explain what that's like. I am not recommending these to our strangers. Just saying. What do you give them out of 10? Uh, Four. Because they're edible. I'll give them a five. Because <laughs> they're not horrible. <laughs> you just keep shoveling them in though. I can't tell if you love them or hate them. Or I can't you, tell either. You love, I love to them hate or hate them? them? I don't know. <clears throat> I, they're just, the consistency is it's so weird. weird. It's really weird. I'm not getting hours of fun munching on those. It's, it's <laughs> pardon me for saying this, but I feel like this is what biting into an eyeball would be like. Oh, why did you <laughs> put that in my head? Well, don't you, don't you agree, kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he just keeps eating them. I can't stop for some reason. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope they agree with you. We're going to find out. Oh, boy. Did you check the list to make sure I there's not, to... like, hazelnut oil in there or something? I'll have to go on my phone and Skype you from the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I think the sugar in these is perking Kurt up. 
I'm going to keep eating these because I do. <laughs> I keep putting more. Well, you keep making <laughs> this. <laughs> Every time you take a bite, you make this face like what? Like you said, it's that first bite is so weird. Oh, man. <clears throat> it comes up in one of our stories, but somebody said they skip over our taste test because yes. they hate the sound of yeah. people eating. I read that too. I do too. Isn't that weird? Like I make, pe- I subject people to the sound of me eating and I can't stand listening. But that is eat. usually when our reaction is. So I try to keep our reaction in there. I do edit out a lot of our smacking, smacking, and <laughs> chewing. <laughs> But yeah. Sherry gets a huge kick out of the sounds you make when you like something. Mm. <laughs> Everybody does. That's it. Aaron sent my friend Aaron sent me a video of his infant son. He gave him a piece of food and he was in his chair and he started rocking back and forth when mm, and he's like, Are you sure this isn't your kid? <laughs> That's great. Alright, my last spoonful. You're literally gonna eat that whole bag. I might. Wow. Then you can drink the juice, the gel or whatever that There's is. Coconut gel. Okay. Kirk got a little boost. I got weird. completely turned off by that. <laughs> it's weird. I got strangely turned on by it. Whoa. You didn't make the noise, though. No, it's not <laughs> noise worthy. I mean, okay. it's. I like it. And it turned you off. But, but it's not. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Ugh. Okay. I'll be fine if I never have that again. And there's no aftertaste, so. No. You gave it a five, I gave it a four. I'm going to bump that up to a six because I am starting to It'll be a ten by the end of the episode. It will be. I'll be asking for more. Whoever sent us this, can you send us some more? (laughs) But I think on to our main story. Z. Z. I couldn't figure out what you were doing. On to our main stories, which is, this is a listener (laughs) stories episode. (laughs) Oh, okay. Are these like, are there, (laughs) is there THC in here or something else and we're all giggly? find out okay uh we'll this is our like listener stories episode and like i said you guys knocked it out of the park with this thank yeah. you so much for all these stories we got a couple mp3s which is awesome because oh, we, we got more than oh coleman sent yeah, an mp3 yeah, coleman okay. and bridget and we got a lot of stories that people have sent in so we're gonna start with one from listener sarah sarah says hi kurt and krista hi sarah hi sarah i have a synchronicity that i'd like to share for the last few years i've been finding nickels I find them in innocuous places like in my car or on the sidewalk. Sometimes it'll be a lone nickel in the bottom of my purse, but I also find them in odd places that I simply can't explain. I found one on my bedroom floor after I had just left the room in my laundry, and I'm certain it wasn't there when I went in the first time. The strangest one, the one that sticks out the most, is the time I was at my friend's house for a cookout. I moved the chair I was sitting in to the middle of the backyard to watch some friends play lawn games. I looked down and noticed something silver partway in the dirt and dug a nickel out of the ground which is Mm. weird. I'm not entirely sure what that means. A Google search tells me that finding nickels is a sign to lighten up. I notice that I find them when I'm going through a period of change. Most recently, I found a single nickel on top of my dresser while cleaning my room so we could start the process of selling our condo. I like to think that it's a sign from my grandfather who passed away about 10 years ago. He was a coin collector, and I like to think it's his way of checking in on me to let me know that things will be okay. Hmm. I think that's really sweet. That's a good connection. Anyway, I'd be interested to find out what you guys think. Does anyone else have things that they constantly find? Thanks, Sarah. I looked it up. I looked it up. My, this is me. Back okay. To me. So thank you, Sarah. <laughs> I looked it up, and a lot of the things say finding nickels does mean you're supposed to lighten up. Uh, one website said, quote, finding nickels means that you need to lighten up a little. By lightening up, you'll have more. For instance, the dime, half the weight, but twice the value. Hmm. So 
So she asked if anybody has a sink item. I mine are the eleven elevens, but mm, I know people right. that find feathers. People that find feathers everywhere—that's their sink item. I have nothing like that. Uh, <laughs> my friend Luke has one that we'll talk about at the end of the episode. I think that's the last one I have on here. But he has like a, a specific sink thing. Yeah, which is cool. That I every, think it's really. That, cool. I think it's cool that I'm everybody a little has jealous. these. And I, yeah, I like that. I think the tie-in with her grandfather being a coin collector and her finding nickels—I think that's a valid. Totally. I, I totally that's think that's what it is. Yeah. So and I, maybe when she's going through a change, it's his way of saying, "Hey, I'm here with you. Yeah, don't yeah. you don't have to be so stressed yes, out." Yes, exactly. That's so cool. I think that's really cool. So thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing that with us. Yeah. And now one from listener Wanda. She says, "Hello, Krista and Kurt. Hi. Hi, Wanda. I love your podcast, even the banter, taste test, and other things that people complain about. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much." She says, "I think those things make you relatable, and I I agree. I agree. I agree." Keep it up. My favorite episodes are Missing 411 and Listener Stories. Honestly, Listener Stories are my favorite episodes in most pods that I listen to. I finally worked up the courage to submit one of my own stories. It's not super exciting, but it's something strange that did happen to me. Before I tell this story, I need to make two things clear. The first is that this story sounds like a cliche. I'm aware of that, so it's up to you if you want to believe it or not. The second thing is that although I am fascinated by the paranormal and believe that there are things that cannot be explained, I always look for a rational explanation first. Totally get that. Mm-hmm. I do too. I'm a baker, and that requires me to get up at stupid o'clock so I can be to work on time. I read <laughs> I this one, that. and I was giggling. Yeah. I love that. Because I'm up so early, public transit isn't operating yet, and I don't drive, so I walk to work. It's only two kilometers, or 1.3 miles, and takes me about 15 minutes. I enjoy the early morning walk. I find it relaxing. My route takes me past a pioneer burial ground. When the town was first settled, the burial ground was next to a church on the outskirts. As the town got bigger, the church was moved, but not the burial ground, and the town grew up around it. Now it's been fenced off, a commemorative plaque placed, and it's designated a historical site. It's mostly residential in this area, but on one side of the burial ground, there is a small plaza, and across from it, there is a store with a sizable parking lot. This is also the darkest part of my walk. There are streetlights at regular intervals along my route, but they seem dimmer near the plaza and the burial ground. There is only one light in the parking lot of the store. That's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. One day in late fall of last year, I was up super early, as usual, and on my way to work. There had been a light dusting of snow overnight, and I noticed that my steps were the first to disturb it. As I got nearer to the burial ground, I could see someone ahead of me. Because of the poor lighting in this area, the person looked like a shadow. I could see someone was there but couldn't make out features. I didn't think much of it. I would sometimes see other early risers, usually someone walking their dog or getting in an early morning run. As I got closer still, I noticed that the person wasn't moving. This struck me as odd. I'm not the type to automatically think someone is up to no good, but I did start paying close attention. Maybe they stopped to reply to a text message or something. And then they were gone. One moment there was someone ahead of me, and then there wasn't. There was nowhere for this person to go. I didn't see them cross the street. They hadn't gone into the burial ground because I looked as I passed. They hadn't turned back the way they came. I still would have been able to see them ahead of me. There wasn't a side street they could have gone down. They were just gone. I didn't see anyone else for the rest of my walk that morning. Remember when I said my prints were the only ones in the snow? Once I got to work, I realized that the person there had left no prints. Mine really were the only ones. That's really cool. (laughs) That is really cool. I still walk that route every day and haven't seen anything else strange, at least not near the burial ground. Keep up the good work. Wanda. Nice. Thank you so much, yeah, Wanda. That's a good one. That is a really good one. I love one. the part about no there no being no footprints. No, that's really, no. That would totally I, creep me out. I love that she 
says that she doesn't just jump to conclusions either. Right, yeah. You know, so really good story. Thank you so much, Wanda. Yeah. Kind of creeps me out. I love that name, Wanda. I do too. But I, the, the thought of seeing somebody just standing there and not moving or doing anything creeps me out for mm-hmm. some reason. Especially if you're the only other person yeah. around. Yeah. Like, are they waiting for you to come closer? Yep. I'm paranoid, so that'd be my first thought. Okay, and Krista is going to do the next story from an anonymous listener. Mm-hmm. It's the longest one, I think. <laughs> I think it is. Way to go, Kurt. All right. From anonymous I didn't listener, do it on yes. purpose. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Whatever. I'm just going <laughs> to eat my jubes. <laughs> yeah, that's why. So you can eat more jubes. Okay. Just wanted to share my listeners' stories. I'd like to stay anonymous if that's okay. I'll change the names in the story. Bear with me on this one. If it doesn't make the air, no biggie. It's a bit long. Sorry. <laughs> Enjoy. Let me know what you think. I'm not a writer. Ironically, quote unquote, Jenny is. I didn't get that. I think Jenny's a, ca- a character. Oh, in the okay. Story. We'll get to that, Krista, right? Oh, you oh, just, I just you curted, just curted me. Oh. My story is an 1111 story meets Back to the Future. I just watched Back to the Future. It was on like Showtime or HBO. I and I seen caught it, it right years. at the beginning. Yeah. It was good. I guess my story starts back in a little Wisconsin town in the mid-90s. I was in high school and I started dating the first love of my life, Jenny. I fell head over heels for her. Big green, beautiful eyes, a smile that made me melt, a laugh that lit up a room. You never forget your first love. Jenny was a few years younger than me and after six months, her parents didn't like her dating an older guy. Guess they were fine with it at first, but after a while didn't care for it. So we eventually broke up but remained good friends, though my motives were to get her back. (laughs) Nice. Those motives were short-lived as her parents decided to pick up and move to Mississippi. Heartbroken, I drove down to see her. My first trip out of Wisconsin. My buddy tagged along and we went to see her. I was too late. She was seeing a new guy down there. Oh, that sucks. (laughs) Right? I feel you, dude. (laughs) Have you done that, Kurt? Not driven to Mississippi, but... Gone after a girl who was taken by the time you... Yeah, I have. That's a bummer. Um, we stayed and visited for a few days, but left early. That following fall, I moved to Appleton and went to the tech. That's where I met Sandy. We dated for two years and then I left her. Sad about the situation, my same buddy took me down to Chicago for a weekend of fun. That Sunday night, we drove back. I was thinking about Jenny again. Haven't seen or heard from her in over two years. Just kind of missing her. My buddy points to the clock, 1111. He rubs his finger across the display and says, make a wish. Wow, I do that same thing. When I see 1111 on my clock, I... You rub my finger again. Really? That's really weird. Yeah. Do you make a wish? No. I know people. I don't, on, but I touch it. People on the Facebook page do make a wish when they see that. Yeah, I know I've a lot of people of do, but it. it's weird that he said that because mm-hmm. I've I yeah. went through this and I don't remember him saying that, but I do touch it when I see eleven eleven. So first thought in my mind was, I want to see Jenny. Never said it out loud, just kept it to myself. No more than twenty minutes later, we stopped at a gas station in Milwaukee for a soda. Or a pop if you're from up north. (laughs) I walk in and see Jenny's mom, Nancy, in the gas station. Nancy, I said. Oh, hi. How have you been? She said. Jenny is in the car if you want to say hi. Wow. That's kind of crazy. It is. I could not believe it. Went to see Jenny. Big hugs. How are you? Oh, my God. She gave me her number. She lives in Appleton, too. She just moved back. Let's get together. I couldn't believe my luck. Jenny was back. I call her shortly after. She tells me her boyfriend moved up to Wisconsin with her, but invited me over to visit them. I had met him on my previous visit to Mississippi, so I go to see them. Slightly awkward, but I was happy to have Jenny in my life one way or another. Eventually, her boyfriend had to work nights, so he up and leaves for work, leaving us alone. Trusting guy, I guess. 
I would say. We sit and talk for hours late into the night. We picked up right where we left off. Eventually, it was two in the morning and I had to go. Got up. She walked me to the door. Big, long hug. I feel like this is (laughs) moving from PG-13 to like, what's the next one? R. Oh, R? Rated R? It went from PG to PG-13. Then we look into each other's eyes. Oh my God, I'm melting. Kiss her, kiss her, my mind screamed. But my conscience said, that's not me. She has a boyfriend. Don't be that guy. Wait, do it right. I was at a crossroads and I went with my conscience. This is the back to the future moment. I'll explain later. I let her go and said goodbye and I'll see you again. This was the last time I saw Jenny in person. Two weeks later, I met a girl named Tara. We date right away and hit it off. I never reached out to Jenny. Tara eventually introduces my friend to one of her coworkers. Those two get married, have two kids and adopted two more and are happily together 20 years later. Wow. Five years later, Tara and I are living together. Things are rocky, but what relationship isn't? I had signed up on MySpace. Oh, remember MySpace? I remember MySpace. (laughs) When you would go to someone's page and the song would play. Yep. Do you remember that? Yep. Um, I had signed up on MySpace and who do I see on there? Jenny. We become friends and start talking. Catching up on the last five years. She lived in Indiana now. Two kids with her boyfriend from Mississippi, but he is no longer in the picture. I just said picture. You just said picture. (laughs) He is no longer in the picture. This is hard work, Kurt. I don't know how you do this. (laughs) Reading. Words are hard. Our chats are not flirty or anything like that in nature. Then out of the blue, she sends me a dirty survey with who, me, where on an elevator. You get the picture. I was like, wow, where did that come from? So I tell her about the last night I saw her and how I wanted to kiss her. She said, if you had kissed me that night, I would have, (laughs) this is getting a little, (laughs) I would have blanked your brains out that night. Wow. Did you read this before? (laughs) I thought I did. I don't remember the blanked. (laughs) Wow. All righty. You give me the dirty story. Thanks, Kurt. (laughs) Her and her boyfriend were fighting like cats and dogs and he was looking for a way out. Had I had kissed her, she would have left her boyfriend for me. My first love, I wouldn't have let her get away again. I would have married that girl as fast as I could. Instead, I'm in a rocky relationship with Tara. This was hard to digest. That one moment in time, kiss her or wait. It's like that day in Back to the Future, November 12, 1955, where everything happened and changed history on that one date. Not only my life changed, her life changed. My buddy and his wife's life changed. Kiss her, I get my first love back. Don't kiss her, I'm in a rocky relationship with Tara. Jenny has two kids with a deadbeat dad. My buddy meets the woman of his life, has two kids, adopts two more. It's not often you find the magnitude of one little decision of your life in your life. It's like the butterfly effect. Yeah, exactly. But part of me was mad. I did what I thought was right, respectful thing to do. You don't butter another man's biscuit. <laughs> oh, my God. Yet I felt I ended up on the short end of the stick. This really bugged me. It went against everything I believed. Do good and good will come back to you. I wished selfishly I could go back and take the other road. While I continued dating Tara and eventually married her, things were never great. We had our problems. Then my end of the deal came. After being told my wife could not get pregnant, she came home with a surprise, a positive pregnancy test. Wow. I was going to have a son. We never even planned for something like this, but it was the greatest blessing I've ever had. Not long after our son was born, my wife had a couple of affairs and we divorced. Working nights has its drawbacks. However, I'm a father of the most amazing seven-year-old boy and I wouldn't trade him for anything. 11-11 had put me on the right path. It just took a long time to see the big picture. That's cool. Jenny was where she was supposed to be as well. She met a nice guy, got married, and he adopted her two kids, and they had a third as well. 
It takes a real man to do something like that. Hats off to him. I'm still in touch on Facebook with her. She seems happy, and I'm happy for her. I had one son. Jenny had three. My buddy and his wife had made two, adopted two. That's six kids born based off of that one moment. Yeah. Three marriages affected by it. How many lives were affected on that one moment in time? That 10-second window. Blows my mind in how many moments in life do we have like that? For a long time, I wish I had kissed her that night. Wonder what life with Jenny would have been like. A second chance at your first love. I look back at my life now. Yeah, my marriage was rocky, but I wouldn't trade anything for my son. He is my whole world. He is why I'm here. If I knew then what I knew now, I would have walked away again. It worked out for everyone involved. Wow. Well, that's really cool. That is. That one. That, that one gave going. me. That one gave me goosebumps because <laughs> yeah. that's the stuff I love. Is those moments where everything could change. It's obviously a crossroads. Yeah, and you'd never know what's. What the you know, that's like the, the cheesy old saying that, you know, some of God's greatest gift are unanswered prayers. When Ooh. we pray for something and we don't get it, it's because... It's a country song. It is by Garth Brooks. <laughs> yeah. I love Garth Brooks. No, that's but, a really But yeah, story. sometimes you don't know the ramifications of what you're wanting. Right. You know, you don't know that something better that you're maybe meant for is coming down the road because you can't see that. Yeah, in the thick of it, it felt like... Yeah. The worst thing that could happen, but it ended up being the best yeah. thing. Yeah. No, I love that story. That's the kind That's of stuff really cool. that I, and the 1111 ties in there, and I love mm-hmm. that. So just an awesome story. Thank you so much, anonymous, anonymous. listener. But <laughs> you don't ever butter another man's biscuit. <laughs> Unless they ask you to, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people are into having their biscuit buttered by more than one person. You know, so whatever. <laughs> a little jam on the side. <laughs> a jam. Already then. So don't love that story. Thank you so much. And that's the stuff that I almost feel like I spend more time thinking about what outcomes could have happened yeah. from something instead of focusing on the What's path I'm on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, love that story. This next story is from listener Sophie. 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 We love you, Sophie. Our Soph. She was here for the Ouija board. Hazozo. Hazozo episode. <clears throat> she says from Sophie. Hi to both of you. Hi, Sophie. I'm so proud of the work you are doing for the podcast. It's so good and has brightened my hour-long commute immensely. I'm proud to call you my friends, obviously, as well. You're the best. Oh, we love you, Sophie. We love you. So buckle in. This may be a long one. I was raised with a ghost story. My mom told of her grandmother, my great-grandmother, telling a story of her childhood. This was long ago. My great-grandma had been gone for about 20 years, and she was in her late 80s when she passed, so we're talking close to 100 years ago. As a child, she enjoyed staying with her relatives that lived in the still tiny town of Mellon, Wisconsin. I believe it was her aunt and uncle, but don't quote me. Their home was in the wilderness, literally miles from the nearest neighbor, and it was notoriously haunted. Every time she stayed, she slept downstairs with them and was warned, quote, if you hear anything at night, just ignore it. Don't go upstairs. Creepy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is because every night they heard things. Someone made a lot of noise in their kitchen. Upon rising, they would go to the kitchen to find place settings for two and tea from their own home, half finished. Come on. Weird. The rumor was that you could go upstairs during the commotion and find the same scene, just a small tea party interrupted. There was never any sign of who was doing this, and the general consensus was that the intruder was a ghost. There's no way someone could have left the house without being seen. (laughs) Why would they break in just to make tea? (laughs) It's a, really, it's a fancy it's, it's a, a british it's a, ghost it's a, it's a fancy <laughs> or ghost british uh yeah burglar 
<laughs> this went on for years, and as my mom tells it, the house became quite famous. The owners of the house simply went about their daily lives and ignored their nightly visitor. That is, until one morning there wasn't tea. Instead, all around their home was kerosene lanterns and spent matches. No footprints, no evidence of hoofprints, no reason to suspect any human had been there. Remember, this house was miles from any other dwelling. They dipped. As Kurt would say, deuces, I'm out. Upon moving, the house sat vacant. It had a reputation. No one ever moved in, and it was eventually boarded up and condemned. Eventually, it was razed. The only thing that still stands are part of the foundation. Meanwhile, nearly 100 years later, my best friend Amy and I formed the ghost hunting group South Shore Spirit Hunters, of which Kurt was once a guest star. Nice. Yeah, I went and did an investigation with them. We were small time, mostly one-trick ponies. Shout out to the now defunct Hex Bar, which is still super active. When I went to see Sophie, that's where we investigated. It was okay. Hex, like the above floor Apartments of Hex whatever, Bar. Or? Yeah, it was, it was, they were abandoned, but they would hear stuff and see stuff. So that's what we investigated. And it was nice because then you could go downstairs and have a beer during your investigation. <laughs> right. Cap it off. During a discussion with my mom about the group, she told me she was interested in joining an investigation. She suggested the small rural cemetery where my grandparents are laid to rest, then dropped a bombshell that she knew where the ghost house once stood, and it was close to the cemetery. I was thrilled. This is a family legend, and I couldn't believe she knew the actual location. So we packed our equipment and headed out. As ghost hunts go, it was a total dud. I got one questionable photo at the cemetery, but nothing that I would consider evidence. At the old brick foundation, there wasn't even a whisper of activity. It was a fun outing, though, and it was so amazing to see that actual location of a story that I had heard throughout my childhood. So was this in Minnesota, did she say? This was in Wisconsin. Oh, Wisconsin. Yeah, so, Hex, so Sophie Hex, grew up in Wisconsin. Yeah, Hex oh, okay. Bar was in Ashland. When I okay. went to see her, it was up in Ashland. Is that like way north? Way north. <laughs> like it's near way, Superior? It's like, yeah, it's okay. like up way north towards. West? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think, I don't remember if I told this, but when I drove to see her, I had a pee so bad. A lot of pee in this episode. <laughs> but I had a pee so bad. And the only place that I saw was like a, an, it was a park. But they had like an outhouse, like an old-fashioned outhouse. So I went in there, and you can imagine the smell, for starters. Uh-huh. But I, I had to pee, so I'm peeing. And then I drop my keys, and they hit the lid of the toilet, and they start dangling off like oh they're going to drop into... I'm, and I, you can't just stop once you start going, you know. Uh-huh. So I'm like, don't fall, don't fall. And I'm watching them and it's like the key is hanging over the edge and it's like wobbling. I'm like, don't fall in there, don't fall in there. And they didn't fall. They did or did didn't? Not. didn't. Okay. So <laughs> oh I always God. think of that Suspense. when I, I always think of that. And it's like, what would I have done? I would have probably got a stick and tried to fish them out of there. <laughs> you should just keep one of those grabby things. Oh, I should. I think Aaron's got one in his car for geocaching. Ooh. I need a grabber. I need a, a grabby thing. A grabby stick. But yeah, I always think about that because it was kind of a long drive up there. But it was in Ashland. Ashland was so pretty. Yeah, I've never really been to that part of the state before, but it was so They've got pretty. some great waterfalls up there. Then back to Sophie's story. She says, we packed up our stuff and my husband and I headed to the Twin Cities the next morning. Here's the part where I tell you a little about how I ghost hunt. I do not believe in taunting or mocking spirits. Good. Mm -hmm. I state very clearly that I am only there to collect any evidence and that I'm happy to hear what they have to say. I always make it crystal clear verbally that any entities are to stay put and they are absolutely not welcome to follow me home or attach to me in any way. The house we were living in is the definition of suburbia. Built in the 60s, it resembles every other house in the neighborhood, and it literally had zero creep factor. I never, ever felt the presence of anything there. I sometimes do in other places. 
until that night, the night after we got home from visiting my parents, my whole family was awakened at 3 a.m. by a horrific electronic screeching. It was deafening, louder than a fire alarm. We all got up and realized that it was coming from our basement. The basement wasn't creepy at all. It was finished and pretty boring. The sound led us to my husband's home office, where we discovered that it was coming from a set of computer speakers. Now, these little speakers would never emit a sound that loud when connected to a computer. But here's the thing. They weren't connected to a computer. They weren't even connected to a power outlet. They were just completely unplugged from everything. As soon as we discovered this fact, the noise just stopped entirely. My husband is a huge skeptic. He told me, quote, I don't know. Electronics do weird things. It's just feedback. But he could not and still cannot tell me how on earth this can happen when there's no power source. They were spare, unused parts forgotten about and pushed aside. Hmm. My confused family and I headed back upstairs and also realized that our garage door was open and the garage light was on. An inspection by my husband revealed nothing out there or amiss. Reluctantly, we headed back to bed. We never had another paranormal event there. My personal theory is that whatever remnant of my family's former tormentor was left at the ghost house attached itself to me just to show it could. I wonder if it knew that I was a descendant of its former hosts. That was my last ghost hunt. I swore off it immediately after this incident in my own non-haunted home. The sneak attack style of this incident unsettled me greatly. Yeah, it would me too. I hope I will keep this story in mind, though, because listening to the strange sessions sure has me itching to dust off my EMF <laughs> detector sometimes. Much love. Stay strange always, Sophie. Oh, that'd be so fun if she and Adam I know. came and I know. we did a ghost hunt. <laughs> I know. How did you meet Sophie? Uh... I think she talked. No, I was thinking. <laughs> I think she talked about it in the episode when she was here that it was on the Taps message board for oh, Ghost right, for the Ghost yes. Hunters TV show. Yeah, because I was on there, and I didn't post a lot on there, but I was on there, and I saw that somebody else in Wisconsin was, mm. I think, looking to put together a group or was interested in it. And she said I was like the only nice person that wrote back to her. She said everyone else was creepy or a jerk, and she said I was the nice person. So her and I just became close through there that's cool you know and considering that we've only been together twice in person that time i went to ashland and when she was here for the podcast she is one of the key people in my life Mm -hmm. i honestly know that without a doubt that she is one of those people that she's such a genuine yeah like she was meant to be in my life and i was meant to be in hers and we just agree with that Mm -hmm. you know i just she's one of my very best friends and i love her to death that's awesome so but yeah it was just on the ghost hunters message board Hmm. So yeah, thank you so much, Sophie. I remember her telling me this story. And I don't know what would cause a computer speaker to screech without a power source. Yeah. I, just I, sitting in a box. I'm not a techie person to begin with. I'm not with, either. I don't know. And, and you know, pair that with the garage door being open and the light being on. I wouldn't be able to sleep. <laughs> no, because Sophie... I'm paranoid of like people breaking Sophie in, is but... very worried about things attaching mm, i would be too you know natalie when i was dating natalie she thought that's what happened maybe with our apartment something is that something from a ghost investigation it's yeah. possible because you know we were never real clear with our intentions that nothing attaches to us we would just go in i don't i think a couple times we have we tried you know saying do not i remember f- doing it i also remember being very clear about you cannot touch me I don't want to be touched. That was to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> Kurt just gets a little handsy Get during, a little handsy during in, investigation. investigation. But no, uh, <laughs> I, but there's a lot of groups that are like real clear with that. They do ceremonies where it's like, yeah, because we really weren't. We're like, you know what? Don't touch me or come home with me. Hmm. You know, but I, I totally kind of agree with Sophie that maybe this thing was saying, oh, you don't want me to attach itself to you? I'll maybe come home with you just to show you that I can, I can. do it. Yeah. 
but then the activity stopped. Yeah. So that's good. So awesome story. Thank you yeah. so much, Sophie. Miss you and Adam. Want you guys to come yeah, back. Yeah, you gotta sometime. come back. That'd they keep fun. wanting me to drive to see them, but I'm just such a chicken about driving long distances with my car. And having to pee. <laughs> yeah. You could rent a car. I know. I've thought about it. I've thought, or I thought about like it's taking, pretty reasonable. I thought about taking a Greyhound bus because I've always wanted to take like a long bus trip. But I then I like hear you're how horrible they are. Hostage, then you know, you kind of are. Yeah. But I've always wanted to do that. Hmm. I'd like to take a train trip. Yeah, I would too. I'd like to do that too. But you know, I have this weird thing with like I would love to travel the old Route 66. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, but I don't know. I'm just <laughs> such a chicken about driving. <laughs> So thank you so much, Sophie. And next we have an MP3 from Bridget. Okay. Hey guys, this is Bridget. I am a fellow stranger and I also host my own podcast called My Best Vintage Life Podcast. And I thought I would share my story with you today as part of the listener stories. And um, what really inspired me to want to tell you this is uh, Kurt and Chris's recent episode on synchronicities and I have a really cool personal one to tell you guys um I'll try not to get emotional but I can't promise (laughs) Uh, so I used to play Scrabble a lot with my ex-boyfriend's mom and I spent a lot of time with her uh, after my mom passed away my mom passed away in uh, May of 2009 from cancer and uh, she and I would play Scrabble a lot my ex-boyfriend's mom and I and obviously you know the rules of scrabble you know how many tiles you get seven tiles at a time well we were playing a game and she just had this kind of like look on her face like she had seen a ghost and she kind of flipped her board around so i could see her letters and they spelled out my mom's name which was noel n-o-e-l like the christmas version of noel not the more you know n-o-e-l-l-e so it said N-O-E-L and then G-O-D, God, um, which was pretty crazy. And I kind of just sat there for a few minutes and didn't really know what to say. Um, I grew up in an extremely devout Catholic family, probably pretty similar to Krista's upbringing from what I've heard her say. And my relationship with religion has been really a weird one since my mom died. Um, but in that moment, it was just crazy those combination of letters I just didn't expect it and obviously it was hitting me at a time when the wound of losing my mom was still very fresh um so it did make me feel better um so this is where it gets kind of even weirder is I went out to my uh, Jeep Wrangler and I had a picture it was a photo booth picture like the old school ones that actually they were on like the good film and uh, it was of my mom my brother and I and I had it kind of tucked in um, the like partition that is on the dash, like where the odometer is, um, kind of tucked in there. And whatever reason, it fell out and fell onto the floor, the driver's uh, side floor. And when I picked the picture up, well, first off, it was face down, so it was the back of the picture. Um, but when I when I picked it up, the on the back was the day, that exact day that we were playing that Scrabble game. It was that date, but in 1990, um, I think it was June 26th. And uh, I don't know, it was just all too much for me at that point in time. And it still kind of is when I think about it. But um, it, to me, it was a synchronicity. And it was also kind of, I, I felt like a good message from my mom. Um, and I, I carry that memory with me even now. So 
that's my story. I uh, hope I didn't make anybody too upset, but just a nice, a nice synchronicity that isn't, you know, some of them are a little on the creepier side or just the weird side, but this one I felt to me was more um, heartwarming. So thanks for listening. Wow. Thank you, Bridget. Yeah. I admit that I got a little teared up when I listened to it the first time. I know. I, I saw in the message she left that she said she might get emotional. And I'm like, I'm going to listen to this before the show. Yeah. <laughs> and Brid- it totally got me too. Bridget and I had had talked about our mom's passing away yeah. and stuff. So it's hard. So I really appreciate her sending that. Yeah. And kind of burying her soul like yeah. that. Yeah. So thank you so really much, sweet. Bridget. I and, love that and story And that's the though. thing is that not synchronicities aren't necessarily just... Creepy, it's creepy yeah. or freaky. A lot of them, I think, are meant to comfort us when yeah. we need to be comforted. I we really do. We have another do. story like that coming later, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, but I totally think that. I totally think this was her mom's way of kind of comforting her totally. to say that things are okay. Mm-hmm. It you was know? very pointed, like to get Noel and the word God. Yeah. The way she's, yeah. you know, that yeah. that's just so specific. Yeah. And it, it's I think that message. happens. A lot, and I think a lot of people write it off as coincidence when, yeah. they, when they get a synchronicity that's someone that's passed just saying, hey, I'm here with you. I think you kind of have to have your mind open to yeah, receive that. Yeah, you do. Stuff. So I totally love that story. Thank you so much, yeah. Bridget. We love you. We love you. And happy birthday, her birthday and happy, was just yeah, happy a couple birthday. days ago. Happy birthday. Um, yeah, I, I would be, you know, I've said that. Like, when I die, I don't want to be the creepy ghost that makes noise. <laughs> you're not going to haunt me. I'm not going to haunt you, but I would like to be able to Send give you synchronicities that yeah. you're like, oh my God, Kurt's tur- Kurt's turtley. Kurt's turtley here. <laughs> Kurt's totally here. Well, maybe I'll see turtles. Maybe turtles. I love turtles. Turtles and <laughs> owls right. are my favorite animals. That's funny. Turtles and owls. Oh yeah, you love owls. Yeah. You and Natalie used to go do something with owls, Yeah, we right? used to get the owls out of the nets at, at Woodland Dunes, a nature center. They would track owls, so they would catch owls they're, they're, they're little they're called saw wet they're little saw wet owls and in fall three times a night they have people go out at 10 o'clock at midnight and at two in the morning to go out to these nets that are out in these woods to get owls out of the nets and then put them in a box and put them in the in the barn so that they can tag them the next morning to monitor their their flight patterns and stuff so what time did you guys go 10 Okay. The one time, <laughs> you the doing one time I went, the one time I went at midnight. You went was by yourself, right? After Natalie and I broke up, because mm-hmm. I think Natalie and I had planned to go this one day at midnight, and then we broke up. And I went out. It was Halloween. It was a Halloween night. I went out at midnight by myself on these trails out in the dark woods with a flashlight to get these owls out of the nets. But they, it was so. I think I have pictures somewhere of them, but they're so stinking cute. And it's funny because they're in the net hanging upside down and they're <laughs> just, just like clacking. Waiting. They're clacking oh, their beaks. They're so sure, mad. Sure, I would be too. They're so mad. And then when you grab them and you're holding them in your hand, they're just looking at you and blinking their eyes at you. And they're just so cute. cute little owl eyes. Uh, the only thing Natalie found out the hard way is if, you, if you're holding one like that in your hand, don't point at it because it's going to perch on your finger. Oh. And it hurts when it digs to, yeah, when it yeah. digs with its claws to perch on your finger. Hmm. But they're just the cutest little or things. Or have a glove on or something. Yeah. Cute. But yeah, owls and turtles are my favorite animals. Hmm. Like I said, I get a, a lot of people have given me turtle figurines and owl figurines. And I think I told you I made the mistake once of saying how much I had the hots for the Little Mermaid. Oh, no. And then my home is filled with little, little Mermaid oh. things that people have given me. Yeah. I have a Little Mermaid placemat on my table. I have a Little Mermaid keychain. So 
Nothing wrong with a 50-year-old man. <laughs> no. <laughs> Little no, mermaid no, paraphernalia like around I your be, house. Go around and introduce myself to my neighbors. <laughs> I'm living here within 20 feet of <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, blah. Okay. Oh, next. Oh, this is your story yeah, from, from Aaron. Aaron. So I have some visual aids here that may help you. So technically, this is from Aaron, but it's really more of a collaboration because I basically had to pry this out of him. <laughs> So it's a, it was a forced confession? <laughs> yes, it was. And then like he waterboarding? Up, Did you waterboard no, him? No, well, he's too far away for that. Oh. And then he ends up giving it to me in like short, somewhat out of order bits and pieces mixed with these aerial shots, which is helpful. Thank yeah. you for that. Um, mixed with a portion that I had to pull from a comment he left on our Rendlesham Forest episode. So at this point, I'm basically like... It is right by Woodbridge. Yeah, it's really close. Yeah. That's going back to our Rendlesham Forest episode. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I said at this point, I'm basically like his personal secretary. I'm like mm-hmm. piecing together mm-hmm. important correspondence based on like handwritten post-it notes. So <laughs> he's not paying me or anything. Okay. So I told him I'd have to shame him just a little bit for making hey, me work. You got to do what you got to do. Because we know I don't like working. <laughs> so the first incident happened at an ancient Saxon Viking burial mound in Woodbridge called Sutton Hoo. It's the site of, and I had to do research too. Hello. Wow. It's the site of two early medieval cemeteries dated between the 6th and 7th centuries. The site contains multiple mounds, which, depending on the location or purpose, held the remains of like either the extremely wealthy or even people who had been executed and buried there. There was even a ship burial that was discovered in the 1930s. Wow. So the site has some pretty serious history, not only in terms of how ancient it is, but also the just vast number and variety of people who were laid to rest there. So he was walking through the mounds with two friends when they were, I'm assuming, teenagers and probably old enough to know better. I'm guessing you're not supposed to walk around on these things. Probably not. I think he said it was between midnight and 1 a.m. If you look at the photo, so I believe they had been on this one mound, the one with the yellow circle, and then they were doing some stargazing. And you can see the area with the stones with the blue circle is kind of the next mound over. And he said as they were walking away from the area in yellow, his two friends were in front of him and he had his flashlight trained on them. So he knows that they were in front of them and they didn't do this. He said that he heard a stone hit the ground right behind him. So I don't know if he's like assuming the stone came from that next area over, which would seem like a really long way for a stone to be thrown. Not necessarily. It's hard to tell like what the scale is and how far apart they are. I'm thinking it's not that far. But I'm guessing that was a, hey, stop walking around in here. You're being disrespectful. Because this looks like a really out of the way, like nothing around you place. Like nobody else would be out there. Well, you can see on that bigger like map where that is. Yeah. Like there would be nobody else out there that would do that. I'm assuming there was nobody else out there. Yeah. So that seemed a little deliberate and creepy and hopefully sent a message. So the second incident happened a couple of months later. And that's that uh, where he circles where his, um, yeah, the blue. Okay. Um. It happened at his house. I'm combining what I pulled from the comment and also what he gave me a few weeks ago. But he was in his back garden, also known as a yard, looking up and watching satellites on their straight line orbits when he noticed a light that was brighter than the others. In his comment, he said it was a hazy green and pink aura covered triangle that moved over the nearby houses, but at a height. So I'm thinking not necessarily like hovering low over the houses, Far enough away yeah. to be like, is that a satellite? But close enough to yeah. see detail. So are we talking like a, a, a Phoenix Lights triangular, triangular I ship? Didn't, he didn't really go into how big it was. But I'm guessing but that's what he means triangle. by a triangle. Is yeah. that it's like the Phoenix Lights. I think so. Um, so he said it was zigzagging over different locations quite fast, completely unlike a satellite would move. And then it stopped for a while. 
before shooting off at double the speed of a satellite. So from what I can tell, his house where he lived is like 10 minutes or 10 miles, I guess, from Rendlesham Forest. Yeah, it's which like... It's, that's the UFO yeah, incident from Yeah, according to this, this our, is like right by it. Yeah, so it doesn't really surprise me that he would no, have a UFO sighting. No, but that's there, cool. So. Yeah. Like Rendlesham's Forest, it wasn't just that one sighting. I mean, there's a ton of UFO sightings near Rendlesham. So that's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. It, I think it would be so cool to live in a place that has such a, a long history. You know what I mean? Yeah, of seeing UFOs and stuff like that. Well, no, like just like the ancient... Oh, the mounds? Like, like the mounds? Like anything like yeah. that. We have nothing like that here, you know? Well, we have Not Indian mounds. By... We have Indian mounds and stuff in yeah. Sheboygan. Yeah, it goes by back that far, though. Not that far. Yeah. But yeah, like I would love to see some of those old mm-hmm. mounds like that. I think that would be cool. But also, you got to figure that they're super haunted. Right. I don't know why necessarily that they would be any more haunted than anything else, but I think that, to me, they always seem like they would be more haunted. Well, and back in the day, I feel like people came to really violent ends. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So And, and really felt that their spirit would linger. Yeah. So cool. Awesome yeah. story. I'm glad Krista coerced that out of you. <laughs> thanks, Aaron. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. <laughs> You had the hardest story to do this one. You had to actually like force it and put I stuff had to together. Do the work. <laughs> I just had to. I just had to. I'm cop- his editor and his personal I just had to copy and paste stuff from her email. <laughs> right. Our next story is another from anonymous. Hi, Kurt and Krista. Love the podcast. Thank you, Thank anonymous. You. I'm not sure if y'all want to, y'all. She's got to be southern. Y'all. Southern anonymous. I'm not sure if y'all want to use us on the show, but if so, please keep me anonymous. Sorry, this is kind of long. You don't need to use this intro backstory unless you think it will help with the story. I'm just going to read the whole thing. I read it. It's Yeah, it's worth it. My husband and I were both active duty Air Force and stationed in Eilison. Thank you for your service. Yeah, it's, she says, it looks like Eilison, but she said the first E is pronounced as an I, so Eilison. Back in 2001, when my sighting took place, we lived off base in the little town of North Pole, Alaska, which is about halfway between Eilison Air Force Base and Fairbanks, Alaska. I wonder if that's the actual North Pole. I don't think so. But I I think there's just a town called North Pole. My husband worked at range maintenance and he would work on the range rebuilding it in Delta Junction, which was about 1.5 hours from our home. He would work three weeks on, one week off. So during his time working, I'd be home alone after work and at night with our 11-month-old son. In Alaska, in the winter, it's dark when you leave the house for work and it's dark before you get home during a normal 7.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. workday. We have that a it's little like that a little too. while yeah. here, but not long. But yeah, my sighting took place during the winter of 2001, probably around November or December. We lived in a duplex, and during this time, the other unit was unoccupied as the previous tenants had just moved out. My husband was working on the range, so it was just myself and our son at home. It was late afternoon, early evening when I saw it. Our son was asleep in the crib in his room, which is at the far end of the hallway. I was on the couch watching TV, and from the couch, I could see the entrance to our bedroom and the entrance to the hallway. The lights in the hallway were off, but the entrance was lit up from the lights in the living room. While watching TV, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a dark figure at the entrance of the hallway, so I looked towards it. What I saw was a dark, solid black figure with a hat, a long trench coat, and boots on. Yeesh, another hat, man. Mm-hmm. The hat looked like a cowboy hat, and the trench coat went all the way down to about mid-calf. It was solid black, and it was not facing me, but facing my son's room at the end of the hallway, so I had a side view of it. Yike. I don't like that. When looking at it, it headed down the hallway towards our son's room where he was sleeping. It didn't walk, but seemed to float. I was scared to death, but had to check on our son, so I went to the hallway to see if it was still there. 
It was not there, so I walked into our son's room praying that it was not in there. Thankfully, it was gone. I don't know if it made it to our son's room, but he was still asleep and did not seem disturbed at all. I picked him up and took him back into the living room with me. I called my husband, hysterically crying and scared to death, and told him what I saw. I don't know if he truly believed me because he's a skeptic. That night, my son and I slept in the living room with all the lights on. I didn't have any other experiences in a duplex other than the occasional orb or smoke in pictures, and no one in our house smoked. So I don't know exactly what to make of the pictures or my sighting. It wasn't until years later that I heard about other sightings of a man in a hat and a long coat. I saw him again a few years ago in a new house we had bought, but those are the only two sightings that I've had of him. Well, I have another sighting of a lady in a Victorian-era white dress that myself, my sisters, and my brother saw, so I may write in with that one later on. Take care, Anonymous. I find it interesting that the hat man she sees is appropriate for the state she's living in where everybody wears cowboy hats. Yeah, but I just can't get past the fact that people that don't know the hat man is a thing see See the hat hat man man and Mm -hmm. then find out that a lot of people see this thing. I mean, that fascinates me. That's one of the most fascinating to me paranormal Mm -hmm. things that I can think of. The hat always changes too. I mean, there's like the bolo style, there's Mm -hmm. the top hat. And then I've, this isn't the first time I've heard cowboy hat. No. And uh, Rhonda that's been on the episode, her son Devin Mm -hmm. sees this hat man figure a lot and he always wants to come on the podcast. And then I always forget to have him come on the podcast. (laughs) So one of these next episodes, we have to have Devin come on. I think Brittany wants to come on too. Yeah, she's had experiences too. Yeah, they both have. We should get them both on at the same time. Yeah, we should. And then Mark and Ron will be jealous. Then we'll have to have like 10 people on our show. <laughs> Put two tables together. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good story. Yeah. The, the that's so creepy. The hallway stuff creeps me out. Yeah. It really does. Uh, I mean, it could have just been the ghost of a cowboy who lived in the area, but I don't I just know. don't. I'm not buying that. I think I think the hat man is a thing. Oh, like, I do I don't too. know what it is. Mm. I don't know if it's sure a demonic thing. I don't know. I yeah. don't know, but so many people see this thing. It's so strange that yeah. it's such a common thing. Yeah. So thank I you agree. so much for the story. That was really good. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do this one, and then you can do the one after because it's small. Oh, thank okay. you. <laughs> this next one is from Stranger Berlin, B-E-R-L-Y-N, which oh, nice. I think is such a cool name. Yeah. Hi, Kurt and Krista. Just wanted to start this off by saying that I love your podcast. Thank you. Thank you. The story I'm writing in with today is not mine, but my mom's story. I have never experienced anything paranormal myself, and I hope not to. Sometimes I think people should, because it really opens your eyes to... But it's also scary as hell, so I totally get people not wanting it. Yeah. But it makes you question. It can really make you question everything. Yeah. It definitely, you know, it's one thing to hear these stories, but it's another thing to actually experience something for yourself. Right, because A, it makes you question everything you ever believed in, and yeah. B, it makes you start wondering, well, what the heck else is out there, yeah. and what does it all mean? Yep. My oh, wow. mom's story starts in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where she was nannying for two young girls. The parents of the two kids were very wealthy and had bought a huge four-story house not long before my mom moved in. This house was just one of many other old houses on the street. Most were built in the early 1900s. She had a variety of weird experiences, but one of the stories that really creeps me out is her experience one night while watching the kids. My mom was in her room when she heard the door to one of the kids' rooms slam shut. She went into the room, and one of the kids was standing in her crib, wide-eyed. She told her mom, quote, A mean old lady slammed my door, and then she described the lady to my mom as an old lady with blue hair, which was probably gray but looked blue to her, and who was wearing an old-style dress. It's so Mm -hmm. weird when kids bring up something that specific, Mm -hmm. you know. Someone with, yeah, 
it's, you it know, is like really the blue specific. hair, and like an older lady's going to have grayish blue. You know, everybody calls them blue hairs, right? Because actually, the they can that, have a blue the fact tint. That this kid was in a crib and was right. still that young and described that. And described that, yeah, is like wow. That's kind of fascinating. The next day, my mom was bouncing the other kid on her lap when she stopped. The kid had a look of terror on her face. My mom asked her what was wrong, and she told her, "Quote: An old lady is making faces at me through the window." That's, this is I don't like this old lady. No. <laughs> now keep in mind that this is not the kid that first saw this old lady, and both of them were under four years old. This little girl described the old lady almost exactly like her sister did, blue hair and all. My mom turned to look at where the lady was, but couldn't see anything. In the time that my mom was at this house, only the kids saw the old lady. One of her last strange experiences happened when she had a friend sleeping over. They were laying in bed when they heard a little girl laughing down the hall from the room. They were the only ones in the house. <laughs> Krista's shaking her nope. head. Krista's like, nope to the Mm-mm. laughing, no laughing kids. Mm-mm. The friend was freaked out by the laughing, but at this point, my mom was used to the paranormal activity, so she tried to reassure her that it would stop soon. Not long after the laughing stopped, the downstairs erupted with noise. They could hear dishes clanking, laughing, and people talking. My mom described it as what she said a large dinner party would sound like. Based on the house's size and multiple kitchens, she imagined that the house's early days, it saw a lot of parties. Just a few minutes later, the noises stopped and the house was quiet. That's so weird to me. Yeah. It's all, that's almost like a um, residual haunting yeah. where it's not an They're active not haunting, aware but it's replaying there. a clip of something right. in the past. These That'd be are, cool. I'd like to get stuck at a dinner party. Oh, I would too. (laughs) That's a good way to go. These are only two stories in the many that my mom has from this house. My mom only lived in this house for four months, and I am surprised by the amount of activity this house had. During her time there, she tried telling the parents of the kids about the paranormal activity, but they never believed her. They rarely spent any time at that house anyway. A year or two ago, my mom was telling me about this house, and we decided to look up the address. Turns out the street this house is on is one of the most haunted streets in Philadelphia, and it's said that the Headless Horseman rides in this area. Sorry if this story is too long or confusing, but I thought you would both be interested in these events. It would be super cool if you read this on the podcast, but I would also be happy to just know that you have read it. Hmm, Thank you. Stay strange, Berlin. Thank you so much, Berlin. Yeah, the old lady stuff. The Headless Horseman, where did that originate? I don't know. Hmm. I mean, according to this, Philadelphia. Maybe there are several Headless Horsemen. That's an interesting one. Like I never really think about the Headless Horseman stuff. Maybe that's something we'd have to look up for a future yeah. mini mystery to look up where the Headless Horseman stuff came from. Crane. I always think like Scooby-Doo. Oh, You really? know, the Headless Horseman. Yeah, I don't I think... I think Johnny Depp, Sleepy Hollow, the movie oh. Sleepy Hollow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, you got creepy old ladies, yeah, mean like old ladies, kids, kids giggling, stuff and giggling, kids giggling down the hall. Nope. Dinner Even parties. Even though we got to get a kid giggling as an EVP once. Yeah, at, at El Sing's secondhand mm-hmm. shop. And what, what, what's cool about that is that people have seen the ghost of this little girl there, mm-hmm. and it sounds like a little girl giggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that. So thank you so much, Berlin. That's an awesome story. But nope. giggling kids, no. I'm just nope. noping to all of it. No. But the fact that both kids brought On up On separate occasions lady. brought up the yeah. old lady Weird. in different areas of the house. Yeah. I wonder if they just never said anything to their parents. I don't know. That's weird. Hi guys, this is Jana. Are you were you gonna intro it? I was. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Krista Krista's gonna read the next story from Jana. <laughs> it seemed pretty obvious. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hi guys, this is Jana. I'm a member of the Facebook group and I look forward to every episode you post. 
My story happened when I lived in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, a smaller town near Harrisburg, the capital. I was in I my love 20s. Pennsylvania. I dated I've a girl that lived there. in a suburb of Philadelphia, and I just really liked Pennsylvania. How did you date? A, it was like a long internet distance. thing. Oh, okay. This was back when you could date people online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. How did you go on dates online? <laughs> You just talked. Okay. Uh, she came here a couple times. I went there a couple oh, times. Oh, okay. So you actually did meet each other. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. That was Cindy. But we digress. We digress. <laughs> Kurt's love life. Um, I have never <laughs> seen a ghost or a spirit, but I feel things all the time. I can feel energy and whether it's dark or light, I can feel a vibe in a room, stuff like that. There was a particular graveyard that I drove past often and I didn't like it. Other graveyards didn't feel alive and evil, but this one did. When I drove past it, I felt like dark things perked up and looked at me. But it was on a main road, so I had to drive past it a lot. One night, I was driving home, and I had just passed that graveyard when I had a feeling that something dark was in my back seat. Nope. Chris nope. like, nope. Can I nope the, the story I'm reading? I know when I see Krista's head start mm-hmm. shaking, she's not into it. That's like a fear of mine, is looking in the rear view mirror and seeing something behind me like an actual person would be pretty we, awful when too. we were when <laughs> we were in high school we were at a friend's party and our friend oh god i don't remember who it was lynn got into her car she was leaving so she was going to drive home so me and another guy jeff climbed into her back seat and we were going to wait until she was halfway home and then we were going to reach up and start running our hand through her oh hair my God, and, it, and she saw us and or somebody somebody accident. knew we went in there and they were laughing so she figured out something was going on and so it's like god, on you? It's, it's like god what if we would have done that i mean that's horrible yeah it, like looking back like that time it was funny when you're high school kids sure but looking back it was like oh my god <laughs> so i'm glad we didn't do that okay go on uh. i digressed uh, so she had a feeling that something dark was in her backseat. I told it that it had to leave, that it wasn't welcome in my car. I visualized white light pushing it out of my car, and I didn't feel the ener- I didn't feel the dark energy anymore. So I drove home and went about my life. About a week later, my roommate complained to me that she wasn't sleeping well because she was having spooky dreams for the past week. She said she felt like she was awake but didn't know if it was real or a dream. A dark, shadowy figure would stand beside her bed and look at her. It oh, sounds wow. like your dream <laughs> that, that you just like had my... last night. Yeah. It looked like a man and wore some kind of dark cloak and a black top hat. We have a second hat man story. I said, oh my God, I might have brought that home from the graveyard with me. I told her what had happened a week earlier and we decided it was possible this thing had followed me home that night. So we looked up what to do to get spirits out of the house in a couple of books. This was before the internet. We ended up anointing every entrance and exit of our townhouse with oil, saging every room and telling the bad guy he had to vacate. I also did another visualization of white light cleansing the house. My roommate never had another dream of the creepy hat man again. And to this day, if I drive past that graveyard, I visualize white energy surrounding my car. I haven't had any more hitchhikers that I'm aware of. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work, Jenna. That is weird. Yeah, that is weird that it happened after she felt like there was something, something in yeah. her car yeah something hitchhiked a, yeah. yeah it hitched a ride home with her that's creepy Mm-mm. nope chris doesn't no, open no. open on that one thank you no. so much jana yes thank you check her back seat when we get in the car yep after we leave here nothing but dog hair back then <laughs> this next one is from <laughs> listener amanda she says hey guys I've been listening to your podcast for a while now and love it, except I have to skip the taste test parts. LOL. What's the word for when you can't stand eating noises? Totally it's, understand. It's normal. That's totally what the word understand. Is. Totally understand. I'll do a better job of trying to edit those out. 
Anyways, at least the smacking. Yeah, at least the smacking. I try to edit the smacking out, but I leave my mmm, mm-hmm. my foodgasms, as other people <laughs> your call them. Foodgasms. Anyways, I saw y'all. Yes, I'm from Texas. <laughs> post on the Facebook page about listener stories, so I thought I'd share a few of mine. Growing up in a haunted house. I'll preface this by saying I didn't like my house growing up. There was some weird stuff. She didn't use the word stuff. There was some weird stuff that happened there. And these are just some of the highlights. We lived off a highway, but there were houses all along the highway and around us, so it's not like we were isolated by the woods. There was a big field behind our house and a rock quarry a few miles behind all of that. I don't know the history of the house, but it was built in the 60s or 70s, so not super old. As far as I know, no one had died in the house, but these experiences were so random that it didn't seem like one ghost just hanging around. And this reminds me of like the stuff that happened in the house where I was a were kid you, because yeah. that was like a new house. I mean, nobody would have lived there previously and died. But you wonder what was on the land before. Yeah. Yep. When I was a teenager, like 13 or 14, I had rearranged my room and started having experiences. It lasted for a few weeks and then I put everything back the way it had been and so it mostly stopped. So one experience, I was laying in my bed trying to fall asleep. All of a sudden, I felt what felt like someone under the bed kicking up their legs and kicking my mattress up. WTF stories on (laughs) here. You're going to hurt your neck shaking your head and all this stuff. WTF. I couldn't move. Too scared. That is creepy. Yuck. What would you do? I don't know. The bed's, Something's the literally bed's your safe, your bed. The bed's your safe place. So, tuck, like, tuck your legs <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, tuck your legs you're in. You're, like, in a cocoon at that point. <laughs> you gotta have your head under the covers, too, though. I was sitting on the side of the bed and talking on the phone. I had my feet on the side bed rail and felt a hand grab my no. ankle. I Come shot, on. I shot off my bed and ran into the living room, terrified. This is from my brother in the same house growing up. So, one night, he was up late, as always, talking on the phone to his BFF. It was probably midnight or later. We lived in a house that was right off a highway in between two towns. So he's talking on the phone and he looks out his bedroom window, which faces the highway. And he sees four people walking single file along the shoulder of the highway towards our house. Hmm. They walk down our driveway and up to the front door. They knock a few times and wait like five or so minutes and then knock again. He doesn't move or answer because weird. They turn and walk away single file back up our driveway and down the shoulder of the highway. He said it was so weird. I asked him if he thought it could be black-eyed kids, but he didn't think so. He said he didn't see where they came from or if they had a broken-down car. Sometimes we'd have people break down or get in an accident, and they'd ask to use the phone. That was normal. But midnight, knocking on the door, not saying anything, being creepy, that's not the norm. So there's that. There's something about the single file that's, Yeah, that, that is creeps weird. me out. That has, it does have sort of a black-eyed kids feel to it. It does. It totally does. When I was in my early 20s, I was living at home with my parents. They had already left for work, so it was just me. It's morning and I'm sleeping. My alarm on my iPhone goes off and I roll over to turn it off. And then I'd usually sleep for like another five more minutes and get up. This morning, right after I turned my alarm off, I heard a very scruffy male voice say, that looks fancy. (laughs) Chris and I were both like, uh. And I thought, how weird of a thing to dream. I don't think that was a dream because I'm actually awake. I think there was an actual voice. Someone must be watching me and notice my phone. And then, of course, I acted like it was nothing and got up and got ready. What else was I going to do? Kind of used to the spooks at this point in life. LOL. That's creepy. It's almost like whatever is there is from a different era. Yeah. And like, that well, looks that's fancy. a fancy phone that looks or whatever. Fancy. Hmm. A few recent ones. Different house, different tone. A couple years ago, our TV in our bedroom turned on by itself in the middle of the night. 
I thought we had left a remote in the bed and maybe had rolled on top of it. Nope, it was in the bedside drawer. I believe that this was the first experiences I really had in our home here, and we've been here almost 10 years now. I did get a oogie feeling in my son's room when he was a baby. He's four now. I just felt a negative energy in a corner of a room slash closet area. There's a lot of people that, it's always a corner of a room where Mm -hmm. a lot of people notice like a negative, or it's like cold, specifically in a corner corner of a room. Hmm. I did speak up one day and told it to leave. I guess that worked because I haven't felt that particular energy since then. Also, we built this house in a new development, so we're its first owners. Again, I don't know the history of the land, but it's close to a highway, and ironically, an old rock quarry is a few miles away. There's also a lake nearby. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I haven't talked to any neighbors about this kind of thing. It just may be a me thing instead of an area thing. Recently, maybe about eight months ago, after everyone was asleep, I was sitting in the living room crocheting and watching TV like I normally do. I have a couple photo albums standing up next to each other inside a cubby on our TV cabinet. So I'm sitting in the recliner in the living room enjoying my alone time, and then one of the photo albums just fell over with a loud smack. Scared me. Nothing could have made that happen. No dogs were around. The cats were sitting with me, so it was weird for it just to fall over. A couple weeks later, again in the living room at night after everyone asleep, Things usually happen when I'm by myself, so I think something is trying to get my attention. A loud noise came from the playroom, like a toy falling on the indoor playhouse thing or something. So I get up to look for a cat. Nope, they were both in the living room with me. Dogs were in the kids' rooms, and I couldn't figure out what made the noise. No toys had fallen or anything. Surprisingly, the playroom was clean and nothing was out of place. Another time during this recent time span, I'm in my bedroom. My husband fell asleep in my son's room, and everyone is asleep. I'm sitting in my bed watching TV and crocheting, of course, and the door to my bathroom just kicks open. They are French doors, and they're both shut completely. Sometimes if the air kicks on, it can make them do that if they're not completely closed, but the air didn't kick on. They were just completely closed. Also, it wasn't the cats or dogs. There was nothing near there. It just popped open. Nope, Chris doesn't open that. Also during this time span, I would occasionally see a flash of light out of my peripheral vision. It would be random times of the day, usually when I was alone in the room. I would mostly see it at the end of our hallway by our front door, which is dark because of the lack of windows over there. Once I heard a little girl's voice say, Mama. Nope. I'm open that one. I'm just rejecting all stories today. <laughs> Chris is, just stop. Yeah, Chris, it's a permanent nope. Another time, maybe in January, so fairly recent. One of the toys in the playroom went off by itself. It's a toy school bus that sings songs. Sometimes if the kids leave it in the on position, it will go off if it's bumped or moved. It was in the on position, but it was put away in the cubby shelf, and no animals or kids were near it or even in the room when it went off. I just said, okay, I hear you, hi, and turned it off. This happened at nighttime when I was crocheting and watching TV. Maybe you should stop crocheting. crocheting. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Things have been fairly quiet lately. It seems that sometimes when I get into watching spooky shows or listening to spooky stories, things seem to happen more frequently. Hmm. It could be that maybe I'm more open at that point. Right. I also found. Yeah. I also found that I feel like I can close my mind to it if need be. Anyway, I feel like I've written a book. LOL. This is my first mm. time really writing in to anyone to share my experiences. So Aww. thank you for thank you for sharing them with us. If you have any questions or want more details, let me know. Love the show. Keep up the great work, guys. Sincerely, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's Amanda's got a stuff. lot going on there. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it is tied to her. Yeah, right. You know, you know, it's one thing to live in one house that has activity, but then to move another yeah. to another house, it makes you yep. wonder if it's you. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. It's uh, not you. It's me kind of thing. Yeah, but <laughs> exactly. Something might be attached. Yikes. Not to freak yeah, you Yeah, but it's not. I don't think it's bad. Mm, I mean, nothing no. has happened since. I mean, nothing bad has happened to her since it started. Right. 
So thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. A couple nopes in there from Krista. So that's always, that always means it's a good, it's a good story. If I'm noping it. And we are going to go on to an MP3 from Coleman. I want to say before we start that I have finished the jubes and I have drank the (laughs) gel juice out of the jubes. I'm bumping my rating up to an eight because I actually really like it now. And I was mildly horrified the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> She's watching me chug the juice out of there. Ugh. But no, I I liked it. Once you get, you, I kind of got used to the weird texture. texture. Yeah. And I couldn't and, get and, past and it. And then they were good. I literally spit out so, the first two I put I in and I haven't had any more. I think that's the first time I have raised a rating from a four to an eight during the course of mm-hmm. an episode. It's not the first time I've spit something out though. I think I've spit out one of the fishy flakes. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, m- moving on. <laughs> This is an MP3 MP3 from Coleman. Coleman. Krista and I are going to have to have a discussion during this. Hey, Kurt. Hey, Krista. Uh, This is Coleman uh, coming to you from uh, south-central Wisconsin, about an hour north of Madison. Uh, I'm the guy who sent you the Bigfoot call and the pickle candy. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. I'm addicted. Um... So this is my listener story I'm sending you. This happened a long time ago when I was around 12, 13 years old. So I'm, I've, I know the basics of the story, but I can't remember all the details. But I do remember it did scare the living bejesus out of me. Um, so when I turned 12 or 13 years old, it was a rite of passage that I would get to go deer hunting up north with my dad my uncle and my grandfather up in the great north woods of northern Wisconsin up by Tomahawk. Well, this was the first time I would get to sit alone uh, out hunting. My dad literally told me to climb up a tree and sit there all day till you see a deer or shoot at a deer. So I did it. I sat all day to just about before dark where I could still see and walk out. And just to give you an idea, the landscape was obviously heavy, heavily wooded and some jungle brush. So I decided to get down when it was still somewhat light out and I could walk back to the truck because it was a pretty good hike back to the truck. And as I got down, the first thing I noticed and thought was weird that was that there was no sounds in the wood. No squirrels, no chipmunks, no birds, nothing. I mean, it was dead silent, and I thought that was really strange. So I started walking, and there was snow on the ground. Um, It was November. Back then, we did get a lot of snow in November. And I started walking, and as I started walking, I, I felt like I was being watched. And, you know, that feeling just happens sometimes. But I felt, I got the feeling like I was being watched as I was walking back to the truck to meet my dad. And as I was walking, I heard a branch break. At first, I didn't really think nothing of it, you know. The sounds get the better of us sometimes, you know, especially our imagination. But I know I heard a branch break. So I didn't think nothing of it, and I kept walking. Well, then once I started walking for a bit again, I thought I heard another branch break, an even larger branch. And it really spooked me that time. Like, it sent chills down the back of my neck. Because, again, I felt like I was being watched the whole time. And this time, as I started walking again, something started walking behind me, maybe 30, 20, 30, 40 yards back behind me, started walking as I started walking 
in sequence like it was following me. So this kind of really freaked me out and I kept walking and I stopped quickly and turned around and there was something behind a tree. Uh, I don't know what it was. Uh, all I seen was the shape of a outline of a head seven to eight feet up a tree trying to hide behind a tree. All I could see is dark fur and a dark outline of a head. I couldn't see anything else, but it was high up a tree and it was too high to be a man. And I remember being, you know, 12, 13 years old yelling at whatever it was saying, hello, hello. And I remember also yelling, I have a loaded gun. Um, you know, I was scared. I honestly was scared. I don't know if that was right or wrong to yell it, but when I said that, I didn't get no reply back. It just was dead silent, and the thing was hiding behind a tree. I'm not saying it was a Bigfoot. I'm not saying I don't know what it was, but what I do know, it did scare the living bejesus out of me, being a young kid alone in the in the big woods, you know. And I'll be honest, it spooked me so bad that after that happened, I didn't hunt for a couple years until I got older and became more intri intrigued instead of scared. Um, after I kept walking back to the truck, after I started walking again back to the truck, it started walking and I could hear it walking through the jungle brush behind me, but the brush was so thick, I couldn't see what it was clearly. But all I know, it was big, it was tall, and it was dark. And like I said, I tried talking to it, and it would not respond. And it really freaked me out. When I got back to the truck, I told my father about it, and I got the same response that I thought I would get. Uh, and that was, oh, it's just your imagination. But to this day, I know it wasn't my imagination. I Something was behind me. It was watching me, and I know black bears. Um, I know black bears can stand up on their hind hind legs, but this was no black bear. Uh, we've hunted black bear. We have them on our property. We watch in the um, in the meadows, and it was no black bear. It, it was high up in the tree, and it was it had a human shaped head with dark fur. Um, again, I'm not saying it was Bigfoot, but. It really, it really spooked me to this day. I, I even get chills talking about it. But um, again, I love the show, love the podcast. Keep up the great work and uh, can't wait for the future episodes. Take care, guys. Thank you. Well, he's not going to say it was Bigfoot, but. <laughs> he's the one that sent us that. He is. he is. Thank you so much, Coleman. Oh. A, we love your Wisconsin accent. Yeah, it's nice there's to have something, a fellow yeah, Wisconsin Yeah, there's something right just, <laughs> I don't know. It's like a, it's a, endearing. It's like a warm embrace hearing a, a fellow <laughs> wow. Wisconsin accent. Yeah. So thank you so much, Coleman. Uh, yes. Krista's head was permanently noping throughout that whole story. Yeah, as much of a Bigfoot enthusiast as I am, I don't think I ever want to actually encounter no, it's, one. it's because when you were talking about how it was... It was pacing. Him. Pacing. It was clearly pacing. Krista was like, her eyes were all mm -hmm. wide and she was like, no. No, and when all the animals around you stop making yes. noises, it's a self-preservation yes. thing. Yep. It, they know there's know danger. You know that's a bad sign when all of a sudden everything is dead yeah. quiet around you.
Uh-uh. So there's uh, here's a lot of stories. He from won't hunters. say it's Bigfoot. I will though. That Krista's Bigfoot. Krista's a okay saying it's Bigfoot. <laughs> so where were you? <laughs> but I hear a lot of hunter stories that mm-hmm. are like that, where yeah. it, it goes quiet and then. The feeling that something is watching you is weird. I've mm-hmm. talked about it on here. The only time I recall that really happening was when Aaron and I got the geocache in that one woods, uh, kind of by LTC, Lakeshore mm-hmm. Technical College. That wasn't even a creepy woods. It was just a regular woods. Maybe and, there was just somebody out there and watching And we walked you. in there, and I was like freaked out, and I wasn't going to say anything, but all of a sudden Aaron is like, I feel like somebody's watching us. This is was really creepy. Was it daytime? Yes. Mm. It was like at noon. Yeah. And it was this woods and we just wanted to get out of there because we just both felt... That's weird. That's the only time I can really say that I had the feeling of something watching me. And it's a horrible feeling. So I can't imagine what it's like being alone like you were, Coleman. I have know? felt that way during investigations though. Yeah. I haven't felt like that. I felt uneasy during investigations, mm. but I don't think I've ever felt like I was being watched. When we were in that... um, um. Not safe, but... Oh, the vault? The vault. When we were in the vault... You hated that. <laughs> that I felt like something yeah. was either in there with us or directly outside the door. It was a hair salon in Manitowoc yeah. that used to we be... Yeah, crazy EVPs that, yeah. in there. Yeah, and that's where I saw something walk in front of the vault when I was sitting in the vault by myself. Yeah. And I saw Cra- something under the crack. You're a crazy person, because there were three of us But I wasn't there. as creeped out in the vault as oh, you were. Was, like, I could tell that horrified. you were just... The, you were not talking. You were just like... I, you did not I don't think I said a word the whole there. time. I'm claustrophobic to begin with, and we were in a vault in the dark with the door closed yeah. so that didn't help but it was very intense yeah. like i felt like there was but that's where there, there was a uh, dehumidifier or humidifier i never know which is which right outside right outside yeah. and there was the orange light coming mm-hmm. from it and i was sitting in the vault and i could see through the crack under the door the light and a at shadow. some point i saw like somebody walked in front of the door turned around and walked the oh, other way so and i got on the walkie-talkie and i said are any of you down here and you guys really like, know hmm. but yeah you were yeah, that was you the know, most like uncomfortable he, I think I've ever seen you on an investigation. Other than my was, very first one at Vicky's yeah, when we did that first But being in the session. vault, yeah, you that were... Yeah, t- that was horrible. You were a hot mess. I was. Very <laughs> so, quiet hot mess. Thank you so much, Coleman. <laughs> yeah. We love those kinds of stories. I think that might be our first Squatchy story. Our first MP3 Squatchy story, possibly. Yeah. But yeah, I don't want to experience that. Mm-mm. And these pop in my head when I'm walking on my trails and stuff all the time. I'd like to see one from afar. <laughs> I'd like, <laughs> like to see one on really, TV. Really like on TV. No, I need to see it for myself. Oh. I need to know for sure that it's a thing. Because unless I see something for myself. You would be happy myself, seeing like a Bigfoot type creature in the woods. I think. Not I, up close and personal. But still seeing <laughs> it. Very you, wouldn't safe you distance. still freak out? I would, but then I would know. Yeah, I guess. It's not and on then my, I would want more. It's like, not on my bucket know? list. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, I think we have two more stories. Okay. This one is a long one. Do you not want to read it? I can read it. Give me the short one. We don't have a short one. They're Damn both it. pretty long. Okay, so. You take one, I'll take one. No, I can do. Oh. This, this one's a two. Well, you. You haven't curted me yet today, so. This one's a two and a quarter pager. Do you want to do it? Whatever. And then I'll do Luke's. Okay, yeah, you have to do Luke's. Yeah, because I'm in Luke's. Do you want me to do this one first then? Well, this is Coleman. Oh, Nathan. Oh, and then Luke starts here. Yes. Do you need this page? Yes, but okay. that, you can finish it on the top. Okay. Well, this is long. I told you. <laughs> okay. People like hearing your voice. From Nathan. Hi, Kurt and Krista. I Hi, keep, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. <laughs> I keep meaning to write these up in general and wanted to do them for the listener stories episodes at some point. So as the latest podcast mentioned that there was a listener story episode coming up next, I thought I'd give you a couple of my oddest experiences. 
So for background, I think you've mentioned this, or I think I've mentioned this already. I describe myself as an interested skeptic, and I always try to find ways to explain stuff away. But at the same time, I enjoy odd experiences. So the first story is my most recent odd encounter, and the second is the earliest odd encounter I can think of. In both cases, it may have been the mind playing tricks, but interesting nonetheless, in my opinion. I hope that you enjoy them. Also, if you already have enough listener, we had so many people say this. If you already had enough listener entries and these don't make it in to the episode, that's okay. Just hope they're fun for you to read. No, people love people love the listener stories. Episode. I do too. This is missing four one one and listener stories yeah. are like my favorite episodes. The Mothman. Oh, I did read this. The Mothman, but not as you know him. So last year in roughly October, I think it was me and my fiance went on a dark sky evening. I didn't know what that was. Do you know what a dark sky evening is? I think it's like a a stargazing thing. My fiance booked the tickets years back, but bad weather always stopped it. Finally, we had a date. She'd booked it with a trip to my parents' cabin in mine, which is roughly a two and a half hour drive away. We got there and I checked on Google Maps how far away the dark sky evening was going to be, but didn't check time. Just kind of eyeballed it and figured it was about another hour and a half away. It wasn't. It was on the winding Welsh roads and was a further three and a half hours away. So we drove there, looked at the night sky with the rest of the tour. It was amazing. And then we headed back to the cabin. Sorry, that's a long preamble. Feel free to edit it. (laughs) Nope. Nope, we don't do editing. Well, apparently I do. So it's roughly 2 a.m. and about six hours into this round trip, which is a very long drive in the UK. And my fiance is fast asleep in the passenger seat. I'm driving along a relatively straight stretch of a country road. There's no road lights, just the car beams. On the right and side is a hill range, not big enough to call mountains, but very high and rocky. And on the left-hand side is a stone wall about four feet high, and it's that type of landscape, uninterrupted for a while. And then I see something in the distance on the left-hand side. It breaks up the unending gray wall, so it catches my attention. I couldn't make out what it was at first, but then as I got closer, it kind of looked like a person slightly hunched over in a top hat. Oh, God. (laughs) It's our third one. Just got goosebumps. And my immediate thought was, well, this can't be happening. More on that later. He'll get to that, apparently. He curted curted us. (laughs) He curted me. (laughs) But as I got closer, it still looked like a person hunched over in a top hat. And it almost looked like they were lifting that hat up. Like... (sighs) Like topping their hat to you, like the tip like, of the hat, whatever. I do not like that. Mm-hmm. I am noping that. I resisted the urge to wake my fiance because I figured it would make her grumpy, being woken up from a restful sleep with me talking nonsense. And then just as I'm passing, so the headlights kind of stop being on it, at least the full beam stops being on it, it appears to just explode into hundreds of moths just wow. as it goes out of sight. Wow. At the exact moment, a large moth flew right in front of the wide screen, the windscreen, like the windshield. Windshield. By large, I mean around two to three inches, not like an actual moth. No, but still, that's (laughs) weird. So in blind panic. I don't like that. I don't like something exploding. No, that's weird. Into something. Yeah. So in a blind panic, I didn't know what else to do other than floor it and get as far away as I could as fast as possible. Do not blame you. No. So thoughts on this, trying to be rational and think of a logical solution. I think there's a good chance that my mind played tricks on me near the end of a long journey at 2 a.m. I was probably overtired. Plus, the way your brain interprets things isn't necessarily in a logical order time-wise. We just perceive it that way. So maybe my brain saw the moths or the moth first and then almost created the outburst of moths beforehand as a result. Possibly, but I don't know. It does. Yeah, I don't know. It's a really 
specific. That's a lot for your brain to do. That's a really specific image. And I don't know yeah. where that would have got dredged up from. Well, especially having seen this figure coming yeah. this whole yeah. time. Yikes. I don't like that. I do not like this one. I'm noping this one. We need a button that we can hit and it'll say nope. <laughs> nope. We'll nope. We need a nope button. We need I a like nope it. button. So story number two. <laughs> it's called, I had a wee on a ghost when I was around eight years old. Nice. This is mm. our P episode. And he gave us, back the, for background, this is the building the story occurred in and then there's a, a link. So some rumored background. Allegedly in the domed area that you can see on the pick... Oh, that must be in yeah. the link. A priest hung himself from the rafters yeah. there. I have no idea how true that is, but I remember being told the story. Anyway, my mom and dad used to do some work there, helping with like a play center for kids. They do arts and crafts classes, poetry, my dad, cookery, my mom, cookery. I love, I love it. when they say mom. I yeah. love, I love mom. So during the summer, I spent a lot of time there. They had a bouncy castle set up and stuff. So one day, me and a friend were there and were playing on the bouncy castle, and I decided I needed I needed the toilet, and he came with as he didn't know anyone else. Now, there's toilets connected to the room with the bouncy castle, but they were always really grim. <laughs> really, <laughs> I've, been, I've been in some grim toilets oh, in yes. my life too. Well, you already told a grim toilet. Yes, story. I did. Really dirty, and the floor was always wet. <laughs> that sounds about right. As I remember it, he said. So I decided we could go. I always think about when we did that, we met up with those people that we were going to do that investigation in. Uh, was I with start, you? Start, yes, it was, starts with a C. It's by Milwaukee. Cudahy. Cudahy. I used Cudahy. to live in Cudahy. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. Mark had a P, so we stopped at that. Oh, it was like. And Mark said that was the worst. It was like a train spotting it was, bathroom. It was, yeah, it was like a train spotting bathroom. He <laughs> oh, said that man. was the grossest bathroom he's ever been yeah. in in his life. I've seen some pretty disgusting so have bathrooms I. too. And porta potties at concerts and stuff. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway. I lost my place. <laughs> Oh, so I decided we could go for a small walk up some stairs as the play center bit was in the basement and use the toilets in the dome as they were cleaner. So we get there and my friend sits outside opposite. I remember that the door to the toilet was really heavy and that there was music on outside. And as I went into the toilet and the door shut, it was quiet. You couldn't hear what was going on outside. So the room was laid out so that there was a series of maybe five cubicles on the right hand wall. For reasons that I still can't work out, I went to the furthest one away and closed the door and went about my business. As I was going, I saw what looked like two spherical-ish objects that were light in the toilet bowl. At the time, I had never heard of the term orb and wouldn't for some years, but by comparison to the orbs that are on ghost shows, these were large, like maybe orange baseball-sized, and they weren't perfectly spherical and kind of tapered slightly. Hmm. I remember seeing them and thinking, this can't be happening. <laughs> I wish I would think same, the same thing. Story number one. <clears throat> and then they rose out of the bowl. Peeing had long since ceased at this juncture. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way he puts it. <laughs> and traveled past the left side of my face. At the same time, I felt a breeze on the left side of my face. Yikes. I quickly backed out of the toilet. I must have opened the door, I guess, and ran. The whole time I remember thinking, I've got to get past the other cubicles and open the heavy door. Bathrooms are creepy. They closed are. stall doors yeah. creep me yeah. out like yep. what's in there there could and I was, be something in there i was just thinking about that because i was playing a video game where you were like fighting zombies it was like a shooter and you always had to go in bathrooms and there, check all the stalls and check all the stalls and they would There's always silent hill you do like a couple bathrooms that were okay and then you'd go to one and something one would jump, jump out at you yeah <laughs> so yep true horror movies bathrooms are never a good place no something bad's no. happening in there 
Um, Always in the mirror. The mirror mm -hmm. of like public bathrooms. Running past the cubicles was terrifying, but nothing happened. And thankfully, the big heavy door opened. As soon as it did, sound came flooding back into my ears. I ran straight to my friend and sat next to him. He asked me what had happened. And I just said, I'm not going back in those toilets. I believe I did tell him about an hour later. So there you go. My most recent and first strange experiences for you. There's a fair few in between, too. Um, to try and put a logical spin on the second story, I'm thinking hyped up kid bouncing about full of sugar <laughs> goes into a colder room, has a bit of a funny turn, and that might explain it. I don't know. I don't know. Like you're hallucinating at that point? I've, then? I've possibly, but I mean, I've had sugar buzzes, and I've I've never hallucinated from a sugar buzz. Unless I think he was you had dizzy, one unless a little he, while ago, unless he was only <laughs> <laughs> after those, unless he was dizzy from the bouncing castle, and he was like seeing something because he was dizzy. I would think that would wear off by the time. I would you think got... so too. And I've been dizzy, and I've never seen. Orbs. I've never hallucinated. That's weird. Yeah. Side note on story two, my mom and brother, the one who did the scary house YouTube video that I shared on the strangers play, yep. strangers page, I remember that, yep. once chased a little girl who they thought had wandered into the wrong part of the building and they were trying to get her back to the play area and she ran around a corner and simply vanished. There was a dead end with a display table where she went, so yep. there was nowhere for her to hide. Yep. Always like that story too. Anyway, if you've gotten this far, thanks for reading. <laughs> thanks, Nathan. Thank you so much, Nathan. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know what to make of that bathroom one. Well, or the first one with the moths. No. I mean, I don't know what, no. what that was. I couldn't, I mean, I suppose. The moth one creeps me out. Like, maybe the there idea was like the... a tree there or something and a bunch of moths were on it, covering it. And you in the dark, you can misinterpret things that look like. Possibly? I once had a. A jacket hanging on a chair in my room. I think everybody's and I, it looks like a person. Yes, standing I think, but there. everybody's had that. That's right. that's logical. But, but seeing the hat tipping thing and the bursting into Burst, moths, yeah. that's weird. Those are both. It's weird. very weird. Thank you so much, Nathan. Yeah. I love those. We we made it through. Yeah, I'm happy <laughs> that uh, it's daylight because I think I would be creeped out after yeah. some of these stories if All it of wasn't. Them? And now we get to our last story in which I kind of make an appearance, so it's kind of neat. And we're going to end... This one is more sweet than scary. So we're going to end on like a sweeter one. Okay. This is from my good friend, Luke. He has submitted another story at one of our previous listener ones about the grocery store with throwing the bottle Oh yeah. on the top. Very nice. good friend of mine. Super nice guy. What's up, Luke? Just a super good guy. Hi, Kurt and Krista. Hi, Luke. Thanks for all the work you two put into the podcast. I have been a huge fan since day one. Keep up the great work. Thank I you so much. I put zero work into this podcast. And it's funny because <laughs> people that I expected to listen to the podcast when we started doing it haven't. And then people right. I kind of didn't expect, like Luke, yeah, that's just like religiously listen to it, which is so cool. So thank yeah. you so much, Luke. Kurt has asked me to share some crazy synchronicities that have happened to me recently. A few months ago, I started noticing a ton of synchronicities. I started taking notes on my phone every time a strange one happened so I wouldn't forget, which is a good mm -hmm. idea. It is. I almost should do that. There were a lot of things like saying a word and then the TV or radio saying the same random word at the same time. Mm -hmm. Krista said on the yesterday. drive here, Krista was talking about that with her husband, that that's been happening. And that, that's a big thing with me too is it's almost always... I'm not on my computer a lot, but it's almost always when I'm doing research or typing up something for an episode that they say on TV whatever word I happen mm. to be. And it's always an oddball word. It's not just like of. You right. know, it's like an oddball word. But I will share a few even more strange ones and then elaborate on the mother of all synchronicities, which is one that I was kind of there for, which was cool. So here is a rapid fire list of some odd ones first. 
I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about Komodo dragons. At the same time, I scroll past a random article online about a Komodo dragon. I teach and was thinking about a student who was working on a project about spiders. As I'm thinking about ideas to help him on this project, a large spider suddenly starts crawling down the wall next to me. No, Chris doesn't open that. She doesn't like spiders. There was a proposed youth prison to be built right down the road from me, but many of the locals were upset about it. A youth prison? A youth prison. Wouldn't you call that um, juvenile detention I think so, but still, youth (laughs) prison. I suppose it is a prison Yeah. (laughs) at the end of the day. Much many of the locals were upset about. I was discussing a bald eagle next that would get destroyed because of this, and right after while scrolling on my phone, an article titled, quote, Eagles Among 389 Birds on the Extinction Report showed up in my feed. It's actually interesting because we saw a bald eagle on the way here. Yeah, because Krista, Krista was driving. Krista was driving, <laughs> and I'm sitting next to her, and all of a sudden she kind of slams on the brakes because the car ahead of us slammed on the brakes. And it was in the middle of the road. And it was a, a dead, eating a dead animal. Yeah. And it was a bald eagle just sitting in the middle of the road. I haven't seen one recently. No. It's been probably a yeah. good couple so of months. So that was weird to see it so in the middle of the road like that. Yeah. synchronicity to this yep. story. Yep. I was thinking about going to Yosemite and Sequoia National Parks and discussing flying to San Francisco and renting a car. I'm scrolling through Facebook at the same time, and the very first post I see is someone literally posting their itinerary for that same exact plan. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I was watching a TV show about the Badlands and Crazy Horse Monument. During the commercial, I open up Facebook and see an article posted about Crazy Horse. That's weird because these are the kinds of synchronicities I have too. Yeah. I was texting with someone about a crazy allergic reaction, which I believe was from Dos Equis beer and a Dos Equis commercial comes on TV at the same time. It sounds like this was never really a thing for him before that all of a sudden he started getting hit with these hmm. after we kind of started talking about it. You know, I do wonder if some of these are though your, your phone is always listening. But it's not. Like Google. I, oh, I totally believe that. We're going to have an episode coming up about yeah. Big Brother listening. But some of these aren't really listening ones. Like it's something right. that he's a couple ta- thinking about. Mm-hmm. So that's bizarre. Yeah. And now my second favorite one. I was talking to some of my colleagues and a former student came up in a discussion who I had taught years ago. I had shared how she was one of my all-time favorite students. Parentheses, not that we have favorites. <laughs> <laughs> that afternoon, I was taking a group of students to, to and park for an activity. As we were leaving, I saw a guy and a girl walking a dog down the path, and they got closer. I heard them say my name. I stopped and recognized her right away. It was the same student that we were just talking about that morning. She doesn't even live in the area, but happened to be passing through and took her boyfriend for a walk in this park. She shared with me how much she loved my class and that I was a huge reason she is in school to be a history teacher as well. It was completely random that I would be with students in this park and that she would be there as well. That one made me so happy and gave me goosebumps. I think that's so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And now for the most bizarre one, and this one is really cool because Kurt was experiencing this with me in real time. And I texted you about this after it happened. Mm -hmm. This one happened while I was mowing the lawn and listening to your episode on synchronicities. As I was listening, I was thinking about a crazy one that happened to me years ago. I shared this with Kurt at the time, but we'll summarize it for you all to give you the context. When I was a kid, I was the youngest of almost 30 cousins and had a lot of health problems as a kid. My grandma was always super protective of me being the baby and all. We had a special connection. Unfortunately, she died while I was maybe six. This was the first person who was close to me that passed away. I vividly remember my mom taking my brother and I to Shooty Park in Manitowoc for a picnic, and she explained to us that my grandma had lost her battle with cancer. Mm. She explained it by comparing it to caterpillars and butterflies. 
she said that while we are on earth, we are kind of like those caterpillars and that when we die, it's like going into the cocoon, but we'd later emerge as beautiful butterflies when our soul goes to heaven. From that time on, monarch butterflies have always reminded me of my grandparents who have now all passed away. Now jumping ahead to when I am a dad and I need to explain to my six-year-old son that my grandpa, his great-grandpa, passed away. I was in the kitchen making him lunch and he was coloring at the table. I was thinking in my head how I can explain this to him and was thinking about how my mom had told me. I was lost in thought for a bit and when I looked down and saw that what my son was drawing was a monarch butterfly emerging from a cocoon. I never saw him draw that before or after. I asked him why he thought of drawing that and he simply just said it was on his mind. I remember I started tearing up. Now back to the present. While I am listening to the podcast on my lawnmower, I am reminiscing on this favorite synchronicity of mine. As I am thinking about all of this, Kurt and Krista mentioned something about a butterfly in the podcast, and that kind of snaps me out of my nostalgic daydream. And that was me talking about when Randonauting mm-hmm. brought me to that park, the tree way back in that corner of the park in Manitowoc, where I walked to the tree, and these butterflies all flew out and started like circling around my head and then flew off. Mm-hmm. So then while cutting the lawn, all of a sudden, two butterflies start following me on my lawnmower. And I mean following me. They stayed with me and fluttered around me for the longest time. I can't believe this, so I start texting Kurt about all of this. We go back and forth a while, and Kurt mentions that he thinks butterflies might be my synchronicity. I agree, but now it goes from crazy to simply unbelievable. Right after I have this discussion with Kurt, out of the blue, my mom texts me pictures of butterflies that are following her by her patio. She jokingly says that grandma must be stopping by for an old-fashioned, for non-Wisconsin listeners, it's the best drink ever, and that grandma must be trying to celebrate her birthday. I had no clue, but that day was my grandma's birthday. I texted my mom that I also had butterflies following me. She jokingly replies with, well, you are always her favorite. My mind was blown, and I was speechless by this unbelievable sequence of events. Sorry for the long story, but I hope you enjoy it. That was really cool. Thanks, Luke. It was, because it was so funny that it was, because we were texting. I was laying on the couch, and he was telling me about these butterflies that started following him during this podcast while he was cutting the lawn, listening to my story about Mm -hmm. butterflies. And then he sends me, he he does a screenshot of the text from his mom, sends him a picture of the butterfly right next to her on a plant saying... The it's, fact that it's, it's her, her birthday, birthday that day yeah. really had no idea that it was her yeah. birthday. So that was just so cool. I That's loved kind cool. of being involved with it. Yeah. You know, because that, you know, I, I couldn't believe it when he sent me the screenshots of, of his mom texting. Mm. So that's so cool. So yeah. thank you so much, Luke, Thanks, for typing Luke. that up and for sharing that with all of us. And I think that's it for stories. Wow. We did. We had a good batch. <laughs> we had a very lots good batch. We had UFOs. We had lots of nopes. We had mm-hmm. ghosts. We had Even synchronicities. Even had a little Bigfoot. little Bigfoot. We had everything. So thank you so much, guys. Uh, we love you guys so much. So thank you for sending us these. And I think that's it. We are going to probably skip our usual stuff because... We've held you hostage long we've enough. Held you <laughs> Some people love longer episodes. Yeah. Some people hate longer we'll episodes. We'll break it into a couple listening. I'll have to. Yeah. So we're going to skip the music selection. We're going to skip joke. the pickle joke. We're going to skip the question. The question. So we're just going to go right to the deets. deets. The deets are, you can email us at thestrangesessions at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Strange Session without the final S. Krista does a swell job on Instagram at the Strange Sessions. You can swell. send us postcards and snail mail to the Strange Sessions, P.O. Box 434, Manitowoc, Wisconsin, 54221-0434. 
And you can call our lonely phone line at 920-443-9602 and leave a message. Yes. So um, we weren't originally going to do a listener stories this season because people... I suggested it. I know you did. (laughs) No, I I realize you were right. Mm -hmm. You know, we always told people they could just send them in anytime and we would read them in the next episode. But I didn't realize how much people love the listener story episode. So we're going to keep doing this. Once a season, we will do a listener stories episode. Once a season, we will do a missing 411 episode. We're still do a missing 411 episode. That's probably going to be... The (coughs) season... No, maybe maybe I do have have COVID. Great. (laughs) Now I have it. Are you going to sneeze or cough? Anyway. Oh, it's like stuck right there. (laughs) Oh, anyway. So we will get to a missing 411 episode this season. Probably maybe a season finale. That'd be cool. Uh, Well, our season finale will be during the holidays, right? Oh, then we, yeah. We always do like a Christmas episode. Yep. But it'd be good to go out on missing 411. Yeah. But I got to find more stories because we're starting Ooh. to run dry on stories. I bet there's more. We'll just make them up. Yeah. They won't know. We'll, Whoops. We'll kidnap some people. <laughs> kidnap some people. <laughs> and, and hide them out in the woods. Somewhere. Sophie listened to our, our latest missing 411 episode and she loves our theory that David Politis is the one that's oh, killing these it? people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to sell books. It's to sell books. His extremely expensive books. <laughs> hey, it's working. Yeah. Or uh, no, they're crazy expensive on Amazon, right? If you yeah. go right to the website, they're yep. not as bad. I still kind of want to buy them from the website. Mm. I'd like to buy the whole batch, but it's them. like a hundred something bucks. But we'll see. You could probably get some stories from there. Yeah. <laughs> probably. There's a couple that I do have jotted down, so we will have enough for an episode. Okay. So that'll be later this season. And I think that's it. Thank you again, everybody, for the stories. They were awesome. And Even there, the ones I noped. Even the ones... The, the noping is a good thing. It is a good that thing. that means it's an effective, creepy story. Yep. So anything else you want to say? No. I think that's it. Sweet. I think we're going to head home. Yep. I keep thinking I'm going to sneeze and I'm not. (laughs) So until next time, from Krista and I in the old school media studio, stay Stay strange. strange. This has been an Old School Media production, executive produced by Kirk Konechny. For more information and content, please visit strangesessions.com. 